that don't that love don't feel good. <laughs> you know right, what I'm saying? Right, like, yeah. If this love, I don't want this shit. Welcome, welcome. Back, man. You gotta get someone Wow. I love it. We got a special guest. Yeah, we do. All right. Yeah, we do. <laughs> a sister, a sister friend, yeah. a beautiful human being. Yeah, it's part of the crew. Kanishiwa. Yep. Don't How you... have people calling me that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ken... I hate that. Kenny Ford. Kenny Ford. Thank you. How you doing, love? I am great. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for agreeing. <laughs> she gonna be she gonna be all teeth the whole joint, yo. <laughs> The whole joint. Me peeing on camera, this sucks. Oh, she ain't laughed this hard <laughs> since we since you did this, and then exactly. she just bust out laughing. I hate oh, being giggle. on camera. That's all I can do is a defense mechanism. Leave me alone. So how many how many uh, excuses did you go through in your head till you finally just said you just gonna come and, and visit? Oh here. Yeah. Oh, I was like maybe I could just say. I just, I didn't want to speak COVID on myself, but I was going to say, I was exposed to COVID. My client, that was going to be the first one. I was like, ooh, I don't want to wish that on myself. I don't want to manifest that. And then I was like, um, I was going to use the hangover thing, but I was like, mm, he knows I, I function with the hangover. I go to work. Before. Yeah, and I was just like, you know, let's just do it. It's my brother. You Thank you. And, and that was all today. No, all this is started. I've been trying all to make excuses all week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she had. Like, That's funny. Couldn't do it. And when he asked me if we still good, how long it took me to respond. <laughs> it took her like an hour and a half. I was like, oh shit. She about to abducted oh, by alien. My phone cut off. Because when I, when, I, when I asked her, she was like, am I going to be depressed? <laughs> I was like. I was like, I don't want to talk about nothing. I don't want light shit right now. So, so. I'm sorry, can be cursed. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was like, do. I don't feel like talking about no heavy stuff. So she just, she just made a tale. Uh, we can cuss. Yeah, she ain't watched a second. Not one episode. Not one. I've not one episodes. second. It's yes, cool. Like if you, if you asking if I you could cuss. Episodes, but I will say, like sometimes you know they get a little heavy. I get awkward. You know, I feel awkward sometimes. <laughs> you cut it off. Yeah, you know, I get. I have secondhand <laughs> embarrassment really bad. I thought. So we we be saying stuff that be embarrassing. Yeah. It's not embarrassing, embarrassing, but I'm an empath. I take on emotions, okay. when you talk, and this just makes me uncomfortable. And I don't, especially like this is my brother from another brother. I know we have conversations, but yeah. I don't like you know to see people I care about you know talk yeah. about heavy things, yeah. even though we do have heavy conversations. It's just like ooh, being in it and observing it is different, right? <laughs> yeah. So in an effort. Of keeping it light. Okay. One of the things I remember us connecting on immediately was music when we first met. I met her, she used to date a dude who I used to work with. I ain't talked to this motherfucker in 10 years, but me and her stayed cool. Yeah. Had a falling out one time. Shout out to Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Because, dude, Diego, <laughs> Diego <laughs> invited me. Was that a Roots concert? 
I can't remember. It was a concert that she was, anyway, long story. It was music. Yes. And I feel like we at a point right now in terms of music that we should talk about. And that yeah. is the Kendrick joint. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, right. first, I mean, let's. Uh, but that's not light. Kendrick's <laughs> album is heavy. But let's we talk to her a little bit. Like, you know, what do you she do? don't want us to. You don't want to get it to No, your, we could do it. Do? Just keep it light. I think we connected on, you know, DJing and yeah. seeing and through. Because I want to be a DJ in my head. That's why I send you a playlist. Yeah. Y'all listen to my playlist? I yeah. That Blue Eye Joint? Yeah. Blue Eye Joint is yeah. killer. It's I off did the chain. I played that for a long time. Follow me on yeah. Spotify. Oh, speaking <laughs> that to that point, you are the reason why we started creating in the beginning. We were doing um, Spotify playlists for yeah. each of our episodes because we that. were talking yeah. about music. Yeah. What music were we listening to? Yeah. That fell off after like nine episodes. It's a lot. Because uh, it's, a, it's a lot of yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, thank you for that. Um, yeah. You're welcome. But to your point, life, go ahead, bro. My bad. Yeah. So what do you, what do, you do? What do you... I do dope shit. <laughs> um, no, I am a hairstylist. That's what I do. Um, I just love it. Yeah. Ain't yeah. no. It's nothing romantic about it. You yeah. know, everybody asks me, how did you get into doing hair? How'd you love it so much? Honestly, I was going to be a ballet dancer. And hmm. <laughs> when my mom first started um, taking me to the hairstylist, shout out to Kim. She was cool. It was kind of a little mom and pop, whatever. Yeah. But then I started going uptown when I lived with my dad, going to this hairstylist up, uptown. Uptown where? Uh, you from um, On Kennedy Street. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And I remember like, oh, they make dope dealer money, and that's why I want to do hair. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> my shout out to Teresa. She's still doing hair. She walked in. She had, I saw her coming in. She had a white Benz, I think. And she had a fur coat. And I was like, oh. Hmm. They got their own money. Because I remember always thinking when I saw her fly, like, oh, he must have bought that for her, one of her little boyfriends. But I was like, oh, no, she's doing that herself. She working. I want to do a hairstyle. I'm going to be here, do hair. So when you said a dancer, what kind of dancing? Like ballet? Mm -hmm. Did ballet for from 10 to 17. Wow. Yeah. No, a little bit before 10, like five, I started dancing, um, but started being properly cha- trained around 10. Um, ballet, modern, yeah. In D.C.? I mean, where mm-hmm. you? Went to School of the Arts, Duke Ellington, didn't oh, did finish. You? That's a whole nother story. We said we're going to keep it light. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to the people <laughs> who know my past. <laughs> Your girl doing good. <laughs> Duke Ellington, School of the Arts in D.C.? Huh? Duke Ellington School yeah. of Arts and uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. Dave Chappelle went there. Yes. Roger Henson went there. Mm-hmm. She from here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Nah, man, I, I don't know. she was from Oxon Hill, though. I think she from Oxon Hill or somewhere. Wow. So you from D.C., D.C.? Mm-hmm. Okay. D.C. proper. Yep. 7th and Hamilton Street. So why'd you stop dancing? I told you they ain't make no money. <laughs> you could have went to the... Juilliard. Dancing, dancing. Right. Oh. You could have went to the... Mm-mm. No, there weren't no Misty <laughs> Copelands see, back then. Listen, you <laughs> yeah. see how different this just happened? Yeah. I was like, Juilliard. <laughs> I probably would have been, I wouldn't have been above doing that, though. Mm-mm. But I couldn't make She said money. Ain't no money yeah. in Juilliard. Yeah. Shit, it's money could, at the penthouse. I, I found another way. I just, I just was like, okay, Ooh. I can do this hair thing. We and, 
I started, um, and I was like, I'm going to go to hair school. And then when I went to hair school, I was like, uh, ooh, this, I wasn't as woke back then. <laughs> so I was like, ooh, do I want to make nigga money? <laughs> that's what I thought. That's what I was just like, when I went to the salon, I just felt like I was always just like trying to negotiate my prices and uh, okay. and I was just like, yeah. I'm, and so I went back and did hair school all over again uh -huh. in, um, in the general market. So I'm like, you know, white, I guess to learn like white hair color and everything. And went out after that, I went into like working with Chris, Christophe, Philippe and all these, you know, white people. And then, um, about 10 years ago, about 2009, I came back home and I was like, oh no, my people great. We make money too. And, right. and now it's weird because now I have a salon. And when I was um, consulting with someone about the salon and I told them all the ideas and they were like, you don't want to make it too, I guess, too black because you don't want to stop your your growth, your, your, your potential. And I was like, no, nah, I want to make it real black. <laughs> I came back to my people for a reason. Yeah, and yeah. when you walk in my, my salon, it's black as fuck. It's, be so, it's beautiful. So what, uh, so did you notice a difference between, like just the business aspect between black clients and white clients? Yeah, I mean, there is a difference. There's cultural differences. But I think now, you know, when I first came back, but I think now, you know, we are, I feel, I feel like black people, we're changing our relationships with money. We are understanding that we do deserve nice things. Everything doesn't have to be cheap and everything. So now, like, before, like, nah, my clients, they pay the price. And, I, you know, I can charge them and they're not, you know, trying to say, hey, sis, why are you charging me this? You know, and it was a... In 2009, I'll never forget um, a client who did follow me. She was like, you still charging Georgetown prices, yeah. but you ain't in Georgetown. And I'm like, bitch, you still getting Georgetown here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Well, that, what that have to do with Yeah. Because, because I think to what you just said, it's like. Yeah, they were fine paying that money when it was part of, it was going to a white man, but when it was all coming in my pocket, it became. Like white ice is cold. Yeah, but now, like, <laughs> I think we all just are realizing that we want and we deserve more. And so my clients, they don't blink. I, you know, I definitely attract a certain type of clientele. And when they come in, they already know, kind of understand, like, okay, this is this type of salon, this is what I'm going to pay, and yeah. they don't blink, and they're okay with it, we have great time, we have a great relationship, and that's that. Yeah, but you know, I, uh, talking to a buddy of mine who owns a, a barbershop, and he, uh, we had a conversation about <clears throat> just that, like, the differences, and, but he said that if you go to poor white areas, the, it's the same. Like, they don't want to pay the full price. They try to figure out a yeah. way to get around and all of that. Yeah. But, you know, if you, like, if you go to a certain demographic of black people, they are, they understand yeah. good service. And I had they to understand, understand value that, too. That. Right. I had to understand too, that, too, because I even went out to Crofton for a quick minute to work out there, and they were still penny-pinching out right. there. And right. it was so just it's not, like, yeah. I don't know if it's the white-black thing. It's, it's really an economic a, thing. Yeah, an yeah. economic thing, right. yeah. So, so let me ask you a question. As two men who suffer from toxic masculinity, what? Mm -hmm. I'm adding you in there because I don't want to be by myself. Okay. 
Okay. We don't know a motherfucking thing about hair. Mm -hmm. I know you're dope because I know you. Mm -hmm. But, and I know the people you've done hair for and you've done stuff for like awards and all of that. Mm -hmm. In your field, what makes you dope? Like how is that measured in what you do? Oh, that's a tricky question because sometimes I still don't don't understand. You know, I just try to keep learning with myself. Like as much as I'll tell anyone, I have enough education. If there was a doctorate in here, I had it. Like you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like last year, um, not last year, but before COVID 2019, I did a, a October to April a program where I got certified as a master colorist. It was like college. I had a real professor. I had to learn the science, the breakdown of the hair between Asian, black hair. You know, those are things that make me a better colorist, you know. Um, but it's tricky with hair because what I may say is dope to my demographic may be dope, mm -hmm. you know, because we have this conversation all the time in the salon, you know, when clients are looking for a stylist, you know, I tell them no shade either, you know, look at their aesthetic too. check them out. Because if you see they are, you know, uh, they like certain things a certain way, you know, mm -hmm. who am I to say whether it's classy or trashy or whatever that, whatever, but if they're into like very super trendy, you know, if they're the club girl, you know, that, that typical girl, that's what you're going to get, mm. you know? And how much that's you a think part is, of it. How know? much you think is creative as opposed to, uh, I guess, the science of it, of, of doing hair? I think, shoot, especially now. It seems like an art, especially with... Yeah, especially now, I think the creativity trumps the science. You know, mm. I wish, I think that's what makes me dope. Um, I don't want to say better yeah. than a lot of people, but that that is an added value to my, because I always tell my clients all the time, science. Like, I, I'm very um, big on educating them, you right. know? Like, I tell them, okay, such and such, you know? Like, I have to tell them all the time, and they be like this. I'm like, yeah, because you keep greasing your scalp. Like, that's an old wives tale. We don't have to do that. Wash your damn hair. Mm. Wash your hair once a week in your conditioners, you know? You don't need to be packing your hair down. You grease a pig, you're like, you know, because they always ask me, can you grease my scalp sometimes? And then I'm like, I'm not doing that. So now you got me somewhere else. Yeah. I'm not like black people. I'm sorry in advance to all the sisters. This is some shit I ain't never got. Why is it acceptable uh -oh. for a woman to wash her motherfucking scalp once a week when every other part of your body being washed daily? Because, well, once a week, I mean, you shouldn't be washing your hair once every day. You should wash, okay, so women. You should not be washing your hair every day. Why not? Because it, we, first of all, now it used to be a thing that they would tell, you know, Caucasian people to do that, but now they're even understanding, like, that's not a good thing, you know, because it strips your hair of the natural oils after a while. You want to have a good balance. Even though water is your best type of moisture, but you can get moisture fatigue. So if I had my arm and I didn't wash that motherfucker for 30 days, <laughs> people were going to be looking at me saying, you wilding. Here's Why the thing, is up though. here acceptable, though? Is what no, I'm you should not be washing your hair 
only every 30 days. You should be washing your hair at least once a week. Here's, there are some people, if you notice, even though I am, like, my skin is super dry because I am, like, I love showering. But there are still people now, you're seeing all these people coming out, it's these big debates about how many times you should shower. That is a big thing now. And then some doctors are saying you still shouldn't, but that's just what we've been told, especially black shower, people. How often should, clean. So how often do you shower? I shower once a week. I shower Once a month? I can sometimes twice a day. If I can three times, if I wake up from a nap, I'll get back up, you know, from feeling hot. Yep. I, and but me, I need a shower to wake up. Too. Okay. Yeah. I need a shower to wake up and I need a shower to go to sleep. It's yeah. almost like, you know, it's not even about being clean to me. Right. It's about, you know, just how I come down and how I wake up is really weird. Yeah, yeah. But I would too. I there would too. are but it's like too, you know, if I go all day, I'm not stinking. So you, you, <laughs> you wash your you wash your hair every day? You shouldn't, bro. Really? I wash my hair every day. I mean, you know, when you, when you yeah, when I take a shower, I wash my scalp. No, really? but when you had hair, That's you wash nice. it every day. You saying hair, bro? Like I had like extensions he, or some shit. Have hair. I had, what do you mean? I you had I had I had waves. Did, Did I you wash it every day? Yeah. You had waves. What? When you have? Oh, this was in the nineties. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, wait a minute. This, this was a long time ago. Yeah, bro. Every day. Yeah, but, but yeah. no, because I didn't yeah, take I a shower say, every how day. How you getting your waves? Because you yeah. need the waves, and you need a good day for the waves that's to set. That's so, so, serious a lot. But hold on, <laughs> but hold on, time out. I wasn't washing every day. You weren't. Oh, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, you right, dog. Because I would make sure that my head didn't get wet sometimes. No, no, no. I would always because. Just, just for you know, factual. I was top five waves in DC. I can see. Top, I can see that. Top five on this block. From about ninety three nah, to about. I can tell by the little loop de loops in his curls, you his coils. That he was waves. probably. Wait. I didn't wash my hair every day, but I made sure it got wet every day. I you gotta, it out. you gotta. Exactly. So what'd you put like a pickle or moisturizer on your joint? What did I use? Nah, no, you got to put a heavy, like a pomade to get it to lay down. I, I started with the orange can, the Murray's, because that's yeah. my brother. That's Murray. Shout out to my brother that taught me about the yeah. Murray's. And then I went to uh, something lighter. The uh, Dex? Nah, the, the, not even that heavy. What's the, the, Kara's Daughters. Okay. They had a, like a joint that, that was hmm. a little thick. Okay. It wasn't quite a pomade, but it okay. was like a little, a little thicker and that, that. Okay. But uh, that was in the 2000s, but. Okay. But I didn't wash my hair every day. I still don't. I mean, yeah. I've rinsed it. I make sure I rinse it and, and get it wet. <laughs> I do think I you should it. be washing your hair once a week. And there, there now people are trying to. Do, here's the thing: science is always changing. And, and the thing about it, what I try to tell people is like when they're uh, saying, "Well, this worked and everything." Okay, well, some things work. You know, if it still work for you, fine. But there, we're getting technology so we can make things better and easier for right. listen to it. Right. Well, let me ask you this. <laughs> listen to it. Let me ask you this. So do you ever like deal with, because I know growing up, as we became more woke, as you said, we start to look at, black people started to look at hair differently. Mm -hmm. Women's hair, black women's hair especially. Yeah. And, and, and the perming and the not perming and the color and all of that. Uh -huh. Did you ever have a time where you were like, you know, had to deal with that kind of thing as you? Um, it's weird because like now, over the past year since, um, I open back up after COVID, you know, um, I'm, people are coming to me and they're saying that I'm a natural stylist and I kind of 
you know, I'm, I'm not fighting it anymore, but I was fighting it. Were you so a like, natural stylist or you want a natural style? No, they were saying that I was a natural stylist. Okay, so okay, I specialize okay. in natural hair. And I'm like, okay. no, I'm old school. I just know how to do hair. Right, right. I I appreciate, I don't take hair for granted. I want to know, I know all types of hair, you right, know, Caucasian, right. black, it can be kinky, yeah. coily, or, you know, or bone straight. I right. just understand hair. Right. So I really fought that. I didn't want to be considered a natural stylist because I just feel like, you know, don't, I, I embrace that um, black women are embracing their texture. Right. Their texture, I love that. But also, I don't believe in shaming women who's, who aren't ready to do that no either. No doubt, yeah. You know, yeah. because at the end of the day, we still have to, we still have to get a bill passed to let us go to work yeah. <laughs> within our most natural state. Yeah. And, yeah. and we, mm. people still can't do that, you yeah. know. Yeah. We still even, and even like with us, when we, our girls who are being so-called natural, they get, they expose themselves, you know, because they come to me and they want me to, to manipulate their hair, mm. their curls and stuff to look a, a more, you mm. know, defined curl. It's like, listen, don't come at me with all righteous unless you're wearing your, your Frederick Douglass <laughs> Estherote and being proud. So what does natural mean? <laughs> Just no chemicals? That's what, yes. No chemicals. It's almost like uh, yeah. organic. But yeah. that. But if you got like, and again, dog, this ain't definitely. I don't want to because I'm not a. I'm. I'm not tox toxically masculine. But <laughs> there's a difference between your natural natural and then when you add stuff to it to make it a little kind of crinkly and kind of look. Yeah, I mean that's not. I mean it's still manipulating your curl pattern. Right. Yeah. You know, like, and not tell them like I. I love like one of my biggest saddest. Factories is when um, I had that girl with um, kinky hair, or they now they say four C. I don't even like those labels too much, but I have what? to buy four C. Four C. So 4C. it's like the the curl pattern. That's what they call it. So four C is supposed to be the kinkiest, the spongiest, the tightest. Where the hair is like this, you like this, but when you pull it out, is that long? No, yeah. the number four and the letter C. Yes. Yes. They're numbers, right? Yeah. They're to me, it's just another way to kind of make us realize that, oh, someone's better than that. But I do love when I have that girl with, um, you know, 4C or kinky hair, and I say, hey, let me just embrace your texture because they always want a twist out. Mm -hmm. They always want to stretch it and, and make it look longer and everything. They're like, what can I do to stretch it? I'm like, there's really not much I can do because... Even with, you know, if I stretch it a little bit, mm -hmm. once the moisture gets to it, it's going to shrink up again. But when, um, and I'll try to say, I'll tell them like, okay, let's not do a twist out. Let me just do you, show you some techniques to embrace your own natural curl pattern or coil pattern. But, you know, we can make it a little bit more defined. Mm -hmm. And I love when they're like, Oh, oh, I know my hair can do this. You know, it's like, yeah, like, you don't, you're, you're not giving this loop. It's usually like a Z pattern, kinky hair. Right. But it's like it's still beautiful. And this way we could define that too. So it looks like almost like little cute little lots of accordions, but mm. you know, that and I love it. It's my favorite type of hair to work with, but I love when they are like, oh wow, I didn't know I could do that, you know. Dope. Yeah. Shout out to you for making it through COVID. I know uh, when you opened up your shop. COVID later. hit, like, <laughs> they shut later. down right Two after you, and later. that was just, 
And the fact that you made it through, yes. salute clients, to you for that. I have awesome clients. My yeah. clients were sending me money. Yeah. Wow. And my jump off. Shout out to that jump off. What? <laughs> 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 you told me to be wrong. Y'all know. Listen. Nigga, we can't be wrong. We can't be right. all the way wrong. This is like right. saying, are you going to let me hit it without a condom right. and not just put the head in? Right. Nah, we just, yeah. you got to go I all got, the way. I got through COVID because I had, my clients helped me and I had help. God damn. <laughs> Listen. Gotta it, love Kenny. It, it was just what it was, you know, but my clients, I had to even tell my clients after a while, my clients are so generous, you know, they were just like, I had to tell them like, you know, I'm okay. Stop sending me money. But I, or, or I would just send. I would let them know. Do you mind if I send it to another stylist? I would send it to uh, some of my colleagues. You know. Yeah. But yeah, they looked out for me. Were you still working? I mean, were you still taking in? Mm -mm. You were just completely shut down. Yeah. Wow. I didn't want to play around. Yeah. That because I didn't know what it was, and I just knew that <clears throat> whatever happened in March, I was sick, and I was like sick for a month, and I had chills <laughs> for a whole After month. After just doing all of that. Yeah. So, you got women in your chair mm -hmm. for hours, and it'd be a bunch of y'all. How long have you been doing hair? 27 years. Golly. Okay. So, you got a lot of male friends who you cool with, like platonic. Like, ain't no fucking around the bullshit yeah. like that. What is going on in these chairs and in these women's heads about relationships with like dudes. Is there something that dudes are missing? Ooh, here we go. Cause I, no, we're, you ready for this? What I have been telling my friends and what I'm noticing with the woman in my chair we are not scared. Being alone, that, that thing where it was like, oh, you're going to be a cat lady, you used to scare. Don't give a fuck about that. Mm. It doesn't scare us like it used to be. It's not okay. the boogeyman being alone. Like, and I think, you know, um, also, we're, we're, we're choosing peace. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. it, relationships are a lot of work. Yeah. And the way... And I'm not going to, I don't want to generalize. I hate to generalize. But what I'm seeing in my chair is that, you know, my girls, and, and like I said, it could just be my demographic. I right. do, you know, you attract your own kind sometimes. Right. I attract very ambitious women. I have most of my clients are judges. I got a crap load of lawyers, entrepreneurs and everything. Yeah. Like, we just don't have time for the emotional things that come along with relationships. We are, like, trying to get it. Like, we, the way we talk... We talk about relationships, but we talk about getting money more. So, like, we talk about really? ideas. Like, it's not back. It's such a, a, a shift. Back in the days where uh, it was the salon with China, girl, he ain't shit, right. and this and that. And it's like, girl, yeah, whatever. So, yeah, what I'm going to do is, so what's your next move? Yeah, my next move, this and that. And then we text each other. Yeah, you know, um, like, everyone knows who knows me knows my, um, I call her my, my muse, Lula. You know, she's um, she's all over my page. Mm -hmm. You know, like me and her, we all always talking about her next moves. And I've seen this girl go from 
Boone's Island to Deloitte to this and that to getting in Capital One to saying she want to be in marketing. Capital, everything she says she want to do, she kills it. She does it. My clients are like that. You know, I've seen, I got clients who are partners at Deloitte. You know, they made partners. I got clients, you know, who, who are, that's what we're talking about. We talked about relationships for a little bit, but ain't nobody got time to be. I think we just like, we're to the point where we're getting ourselves together. We're going to therapy and we're like, listen, either you're getting on board and you're getting yourself together or you're going to bring peace to my life or we just like, we ain't got time for it. And it's, you know, we're being, you're saying all these things now that we're being accused of, like, you know, breaking down the black family structure because we're too independent. It's like, uh, listen, why do we got to suffer to keep the black family structure together? Like, how about everybody? Not just, you know, everybody get themselves together and take a step back and say, what can we do or whatever? And it's like, yeah, we just choosing not to to stay in this place where we just crying over men. Like they'll say it, you know, like my clients, I have clients who are going through divorces. It's just so different now. And I'm like, I tell the guys like, yo, we are not tripping like we used to. <laughs> we are not in the salon. Like I just remember when I would be like feeling awkward or we're crying together. It's just not that. It's just like, yeah, I made a decision. I'm moving on, sis. Yeah. And, and it's quick too. Do you think there's an overcorrection that took place? as it relates to that? Do you think, do you understand what I mean by that? Like, uh, what do you mean by overcorrection? Like, we just kind of like, um, explain that a little bit more to me. Obviously, women felt that they were in a position that wasn't putting them, that wasn't- The best for them. The best for them, thank mm -hmm. you. Started getting education, started getting money, becoming less and less dependent financially on men. Yeah. I think what I think is in like one of my girlfriends, she's in academia. She's a, she has a doctorate and everything and she, money is not an issue. So she don't even need, she's like, she's the opposite of me. Cause I'm like, you got to match my fly. She like, I got it. <laughs> he ain't even got it. I just need him to be able to have a conversation, you know, and what I am finding out, too, even with guys who do have it, too, sometimes that's all they have to bring to the table mm. is just money, too. Like, it's, yeah. it's just a weird thing. Like, I don't know where, why, you know, it's not registering sometimes when I tell, like, when I do tell my guys that I get, they're battling me a lot. They're like, oh, you know. This and that, like, it's not that we don't care, but it's just like things, we are not scared of being alone. The threat of being alone does not bother us. And, and, and I make the biggest point, like, when you see these little sweet little YouTube, uh, Mary Agatha, she turned 100 years old. What's the secret? Good wine and no man. <laughs> they all wow. be like, the centurions, they all are always by themselves. And they're like, okay with it. And this is like now, and we are finding so many other ways. We have so many more means before where it was when you were alone, you had to stay in the house, you had to struggle, this and that. No, we traveling. Like my mom is single, but like she came and got her wig so she can go to a golf tournament. These ladies, 67, they mm. traveling. They about, they with the shits. Yeah, I think that as, <laughs> as sort of, you know, our generation, you know, we came up a lot more educated than the generation before us. 
So we started to, and then that with that came a lot more world savvy, mm -hmm. that you see the world. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it's not like you're not focused on this. They like don't have this grandma's dude. goals. Right, exactly. You see the world and you kind of like figure that. out that the world is bigger than just this misery. You don't want to be, you don't want to be miserable. I think it's just that, you know, it, we don't have, like, we're, I think women are still willing to put in the work. Right. But it's, it's not at the expense of us anymore. Whereas mm -hmm. before, like years ago, you see women like, you know, I see it. The first thing that goes when you're stressed out is your hair. And I can tell it like, girl, you got a big old plug right here. What's mm -hmm. going on? Yeah. What are you going through? Wow. Or, your, or your edges. What are you going through? You know, like and you see it, mm -hmm. you know, especially as a hairstylist. That's the first defense. Like, have you been to the doctor? You need to go get your levels checked and everything, yeah. you know, like something's going on here. Your hair is telling you, your hair will tell you that you, and we're just not willing to, you know, sacrifice ourselves. It may be selfish. It's so okay. You, so do you think that is in response to the way the men have been, have been acting? So. I don't know if it's in response to, that's the thing. I think sometimes people think, that isn't, it's really not even in response. It's just that we ain't thinking about y'all. You get what I'm saying? Like you ever but how, how's that possible if you married or got kids or in a relationship? How, how, how can a woman say they're not thinking about a dude? Because after a while you try, try, but it's like, it's okay. Like, I think women are finally saying, it's okay to choose me. We have been guilty, you know, it's, it's, we have been made to feel guilty for choosing ourselves for years, and for years you know. You a bad mom if you if you work too much, you know, just like that Atlanta show, you know, when the, the mother didn't know everything about this stuff, you know, it's showing how things are now. Like, it's just like, yeah, we OK. There are more stay at home dads now and all that stuff. It's like we are OK with choosing us. We don't care what no one says anymore. You know, we're not we're not the only ones that's going to be in the pickup line and everything. I have, you know, clients, especially now, I have so many clients now who have nannies. I'm like, go ahead, good for you. That wasn't a black thing. Yeah. Before yeah. us hiring nannies, oh, we hiring nannies. <laughs> they in all, you know, what they call them, the all pair programs. They, they mm -hmm. going through, they talking to them, they find them in from Columbia, Nigeria. All like, these are my clients. They are like, listen, I got to get it. We trying to, we're not waiting on the man anymore to build legacy and have, you know, generational wealth. We're doing it ourselves. So sometimes, you know, so is that the, may fall short. Is that, what, is that what you hear the objective being? Yeah. It's like uh, monetary it's, things. It's not just about money in the sense of just to say oh hey but it's just about you just want to be okay make sure your kids are okay you know we we want to we want to close that gap <laughs> we want to close that gap you know like my i just had a client the other day you know she's sitting in there with my other client complaining how they you, they were overbid over a one client was over a million dollars on a, a four unit apartment that she turned like these are the conversations we talk about men a little bit but those are the conversations and i say it could be just my demographic right. you know yeah. i have a very ambitious you know clientele because what i'm curious what i'm curious about 
Because, you know, dudes talk about dudes. When dudes talk to each other, they talk a certain way. When women talk to women, they talk a certain way. Like when you're, when you're clicked up in your bubble, there's a certain way that you look at it. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that me as a man being concerned about is like the family moving mm -hmm. forward. Not to say that's each individual woman's responsibility in your chair, who you talk to. Right. But like I feel like a lot of what's happening, it's like, a, it's like a dude who fucks around a bunch of women and have all these issues. That's in response to some mommy shit, right? Mm -hmm. And so we responding and overcompensating or not compensating at all for some shit. And it's almost like we're taking on identities to get through. Mm -hmm. And so there's a cost associated with taking on that new identity or making that shift or whatever. And so for like dudes, when we make the shift, it's not being able to connect necessarily to a woman, mm -hmm. not being able to share how we really feel, you know, to a woman. And as a result of that, our communication breaks down or, you know, there's a lot of tension and frustration or whatever. Mm -hmm. And if men have been showing up in that way to women for so long or putting them in these small boxes that aren't in their best interest, what's their reaction to that? And I feel like a lot of it is like the, I'm going to go get mine and I get it. I'm not saying I understand it, but in the same way that I ask myself, what's the cost of that dude responding in the way that he is? Mm -hmm. What is the cost? To us, as like a people, when women are responding that way. I'm not saying it's the wrong way. Right. No, I, I don't think you're saying it's the wrong way. But I think what, what I think people are understanding, too, is like family structures are changing. You know, there's not a, I think just to me, raising a responsible human being who has, you know, compassion, who has, you know, who knows how to finish things and who, like, that's what's important to me. And, and there's ways to get that. It doesn't have to be, you know, just like, you know, even though my son father is heavily involved with my son, I, my son father, shout out to him and his wife, they the bond.com. But still, yeah. how many times have I called you and said, yo, talk to Scooter? Yeah. You know, the family structure is different. Yeah. And I think sometimes what's, I think where I'm hearing men all throwing this up in our face, they're not realizing that family structures are changing. Family, and even, even within, you know, your own family, like, I have to tell my mom, my mom is at a place of freedom now because she kind of like, cut off some relationships or just stepped away from relationships in our blood family, trying to be family. I'm like, family is who you make it, who's going to uplift you, who's going to call you out and hold you accountable in a loving way. You don't have to be in this place that, it, that doesn't do you well just to say you're having a family. But, but, but even that, though, I feel I'm pushing back. Even with that, though, I feel that's a result, that's a reaction to some shit the way the dude's been showing up. Guess what? It may be, but still. Because if who, dudes was doing what y'all say. But if, here's if, the thing. So I'm agreeing with you. It may be a reaction, but here's the thing. If you still, if you're walking through a grass, right, and you're taking this one path, and every time you take this path, a snake bites your ankle. Do you, how many times are you going to keep taking that path? You're going to start going another path. But that's right? my point. That, so, so it, 
long now, as you get to where you're going, what is the problem? But so that's my point. Yeah. So where are you going has been where we're going has also been redefined. Yeah. How we're going to get there has also been redefined. The family structure and all that stuff, to your point, is changing. But the statistics are still the statistics when it comes to some of this stuff. And I don't know. I don't know what the, you know, I'm just a single motherfucker. So I don't know nothing about nothing. But I still question <laughs> statistics, too. Not saying they aren't. There isn't some truth to them. But, like, I have a good circle of friends. And... Most of my friends, my male friends, they are really good guys. Like, really, really good stand-out guys. And guess what? Most of them have single mom, was raised by a single mom. Well, so, but, that's all. <laughs> but, but hold on. <laughs> Am I a good guy? Huh? Am I a good guy? I think you're a good guy at your core. You see how you said she added core. <laughs> but and we all got our shit with but, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So imagine us dating. Imagine that shit. I've seen you grow, though. So this is my... This is, I've seen you grow. Thank you. Yeah, I've and, seen you grow. Now, and, I would not have recommended the old James to, okay. to my worst enemy. Okay, thank you. As much as I love you. Thank you, thank you. So, there's a... A lot of us are good guys to our friends, but when we showing up, we showing up as a totally different motherfucker. That's not, true. Not totally different, but we're but parts of us are showing up in that. No, that's, that's not true. showing up in but all of them. The way I am close to my guys, and the way I am the girl's guy, I have been the that's only true. girl. I see the shit like you can't hide it from me, yeah. and I have called you out yeah. and some of your guys. You, 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 we done you, got into heated debates, and now I'll tell it. You want some fuck boy shit? Yeah, you have. I've even told you, my son that sometimes, like that's I didn't raise you to be on some shit like that. You know? And that's why I think. Male opposite sex platonic relationships are so motherfucking important, man. Oh my god! And it's crazy how many people don't think that they're possible. Because yeah. they listen to Steve Harvey telling them that they can't have them. Like, no, yeah. dude. Because that's a level of accountability yep. and visibility yeah. that I have into me. That as cool as me and him are, there's a way he's gonna say something to me that touches a part of me. The way. You say something to me is going to touch a totally, and what you even see is different. I, I, remember, like I don't sister. know. I, I mean, it is like yeah. having a sister, but I can't. Um, I can't. It was an ex, but remember we had a little thing, and I remember you even. I don't know if you remember what I have always loved about you and you with your accountability. You apologized to me though. I don't know if you remember that conversation. When you and Miss Girl, you know, my girl crush, oh, she was so beautiful. And, but, you know. Just, don't say her name, please. <laughs> but, but you even apologized to me when we were talking about it. And I don't know if you remember, and I just thought that was so profound back then, you know. About what happened? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you even, even though you didn't do it to me, but as a man, you still apologized to me. And you was like, yo, I'm, you understood that you were on it. And I was like, yeah, no, nah, that's. I was on you, my shit. You want some bullshit. Like, that was just, you just stop, stop it. Do yeah. better, you know. So I do think, you know, those relationships are. But here's the thing. There's so many men who are still fighting that and they're not listening. <laughs> they're not listening. So this, why? And I think what is, what people need to understand is. 
black women, we're over the stro- this trope of being strong. Black women, we don't, we're not interested in being strong. We're not interested in holding them down. We don't want to be routed down. I don't want to die to be with you. Oh, we're not interested in that. But, but we so, are interested in having life experience, making memories, saying, drinking our water, keeping our skin tight, and having kumbaya moments with, our, with the people we love. This is where a lot of us are now. Well, so here's the thing. So there's a couple things. Um, I think we're talking about nuance, multiple things. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a, you know, if you're raising a family together and you're in relationship, marriage, whatever, um, uh, there, that's what you wanted, right? You you got with this dude and y'all got married and whatever happened, even if you didn't, you started a family and you're in a space, that's what you wanted. Mm-hmm. But then something happened, either he was stupid, not stupid, let me, Either he was out there or he wasn't showing up the way he was supposed to. Mm-hmm. He didn't deal with the things that he had, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So your response to that is to now I'm going to focus away from this thing and focus into something. Let me, finish, let me finish. Let me finish. Um, focus away from that, um, which is a, a completely understandable response. As opposed to back in the day when you would just suffer, you would just be sitting at home in the three o'clock in the morning waiting for this duty or sitting at home with this silence of this dude who can't communicate mm-hmm. and you're just miserable on the inside, your hair is falling out. So instead of doing that, now your correction is to focus on other things. But at some point, someone needs to figure out, even if y'all are not together, figure out how to make it so that both of you guys are in a healthy space, not necessarily turning away from something, but understanding what's happening and what it is and dealing with it as it is. That's a good point. No, that's a great point. That's, I think and that's hard. I think it's hard, but I think too, what, what, what the shift is that some women are realizing the healthy space is just choosing me. But it's, it's but a hard it, thing to say. It, it sounds selfish, but it's a hard thing to say because also what we're realizing too, also what we're realizing too, the, the way we get older and now too is like unhappy parents raise unhappy kids who, who therefore be unhappy individuals and you put that stuff. So it's like we're choosing. But that's not, not the dude. Sh- that's not the relationship that's making you that's making you unhappy. Because a lot of it is each individual in a relationship got to take responsibility for their exactly. head. Exactly. So and if so, if you if you if you upset, right? Mm-hmm. If you getting to a point to where you letting the dude or or a situation control how you responding to your kids, that's the individuals in the same way with the dude. I'm right. not. Responding to your kids, um, it's not just about responding to your kids, showing your kids because you can treat your kids like gold, but that doesn't mean that kid isn't seeing it and watching you normalize not being treated a certain way or not, you know. But that's and it's both like, sides too. But that, yeah, and, that, and, and that's what I'm saying. It is both sides too because guess what? There are women who are out here cheating and stuff and doing things too. There are women who are, I don't think it's, I think it looks more dramatic for my part because you know we we are the ones that's supposed to sit there and everything. Yeah. But there are yeah. people. I think on both sides, people are just opting out of relationships a little bit more now on both and, sides. So thank you. Yes, and that's wrong. <laughs> for the individual, 
I get it. Mm -hmm. But for a motherfucking group of people, mm -hmm. that's not the move. But see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So when we talk about opting out, right? Mm -hmm. It just feels like a lot of times, well, not feels like, in my experience and talking to people and trying to, that you're opting out, but you're not dealing with what it, what it what needs to get dealt with in yourself and how y'all lay together. Once you started to make this family and you have these kids, you have an obligation to whatever that looks like to deal with yourself so you can deal with whatever it is. Both people. Now, I right. don't like, but instead of dealing with it, right, you tur dudes turn and just do stupid shit. Women turn and just do whatever they, but that's not deal. And the kids see that too. Yeah. yeah. Like, Hold on, let me tell you. It is just kids, opting out though. No, but the kids see that <laughs> The too. kids see the opt the out. The kids see, yeah. let me tell you something. When you turn away and you say, I'm going to focus on getting this, right? Kids see that. And that means something to them. Just like when the dudes go and they just do it, like you just said, they see you treating your, their mom poorly. Mm -hmm. They see that shit too. Both of those things, if you don't deal with it, that kid is affected by it. And, and no, so you're, you're absolutely right. But I think, you know, we... I think in the ideal world, we want to say deal with the me, stay together in this family, be great and whatever, and heal. No, sometimes healing means sometimes just saying, you know what? We need to just co-parent. This but, is the best thing for this kid, and we need to move on. But, 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 but so <laughs> where you and Scooter's pop at, mm -hmm. where you and Scooter's father are at now, took some time. It took some time to be like this whole super like, Cool, but let me say this. When they start from the jump, we made a decision to yep. co-parent and, and be civilized. Mm -hmm. Now, we are all friends now. We've been like that over the past, what, maybe 10 years? But we co-parented we co and we're civilized with each other. So that's what I'm saying. And we showed and we had a front. Even if we were fronting for Scooter, we always, we never made him feel like he had to choose to. We always showed him, you know, but that we're lucky because now I genuinely love his that, wife. That's I what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying took a while to get to. We think we fronting. The kids know. They, it's the energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's the energy. They, yeah. they know. Yep. So yeah. what I'm saying is how you talk, how you feel about him took a while to get there. Yeah. Now, sometimes you got to walk the walk and talk the talk and the feelings will come later. But dudes got to get, when dudes sit here and we have conversations mm -hmm. about what's going on, niggas got to get their shit together. Yep. They just flat out do. Yeah. They just flat out do. What we are experiencing right now with our women is a reaction yep. to the way we've been showing up. Yep. Now, we've got a lot of excuses mm -hmm. and justifications in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, mm -hmm. your mama issues, mm -hmm. you shutting down, you yeah, allowing yeah. your motherfucking emotions to dictate your 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 actions and yeah. your reactions. Yeah, you're medicating all of the shit that you ain't dealt with. All the alcohol, yeah. drinking, video, whatever the fuck your thing is. Right. Because we're putting our women in positions yeah. that don't serve the family. Right. And and if and if, you're not putting your best you're put you're putting right. yourself in the best position and for that. All of these women who are with, who are in, who were in relationships at some point. 
If that man had dealt with that shit, then they wouldn't be talking about, oh, I'm going to do me. I'm, they would be growing and happy in a relationship because both people I, are I dealing with their shit. Here's the thing, though. I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I am agreeing with it. But I don't want you guys... I, it's almost that thing. I don't know if I'm explaining it right. Like, it's not even when we're doing this, though. It's not in a, in a place where it's like, oh, I'm going to show him I'm a, or a bitterness. It's just that... It's one of the things, you know, I was like, you ever think, you ever had that person who was like beefing with you or had an issue with you and you don't know why and they think, and it's like, I'm not thinking about you. It's really sometimes it's just a lot of that too. But, 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 but so. And it, it, it may still be subconsciously still reactive. That's what you know, I'm saying. It's still a, a reactive to something. There's a cause and effect for everything. But it's, I don't want, it's not this thing where it's like, oh, I don't get, it's just that, you know, like most of my clients. Most of my clients who are married say they won't do it again, you know? And it's like, I tried it. If it don't work, I love my husband. If it don't work, I try. I don't have no reason to do it again. I'm never getting married again, <laughs> you know? It's just, it's just, you know, but it, it, but it, things are changing. We're seeing the light and we have been told by, you know, religion and everything, this is how things have to be. Now people are challenging everything. We're challenging religion. We're challenging all these things. So you can't just say, I'm going to challenge this one structure. And because all that, you know, especially religion came, brought about most of the way we are. So you can't just challenge that one thing and think everything, we're not going to challenge anything else. You're supposed, you know? to you're supposed to challenge it. You're supposed to challenge it all. If a marriage failed, doesn't mean the institution of marriage right. is wrong. It just means that maybe the metrics you used to pick that nigga was the wrong metrics. Maybe we as a people don't know how to pick right healthy relationships. Maybe we don't. Maybe we've got to do a better job at healing our own individual wounds, yep. understanding too. what commitment and relationships are and the purpose that of all too. of this stuff so that we can create the right framework to even get into and ask somebody to participate right. in. Because we getting, we have these ideas of what this shit, our feelings are dominating every fucking decision that we make. Mm -hmm. This motherfucker fucks me good, or he looks good, or I could get this, or I could get that, or he just all of these things that we use that are that are temporary, that that come and go. We're using them as fundamental uh, uh, building blocks for relationships. So if you got something that's flexible as your foundation, it's gonna. Mm -hmm. it, so. Uh, it's not, it's not, and again, the word marriage is just a marriage. It's the idea of these two people mm -hmm. so you can create this, this other human so that you can move forward. And I ain't even saying I got all the motherfucking answers because I know I don't. Mm -hmm. I've been divorced. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't know. I just, I feel like, I feel like the dudes are saying they're going to do what they want to do. I feel like the women are saying that they're going to do what they want to do. And everybody's, everybody's agreeing to do that after they bring a baby into the world. Mm -hmm. miraculously for some and for some strange reason and then the dude go off and do more and do other shit and the women go off and do more and other shit and then it just it's just i don't know sometimes i just feel like it, it it's uh yeah but a bunch it, of shit it, it it gets to that point that you're saying so there was a point where you know you guys did there was a future talked about there was you know you wanted to be with this motherfucker for the rest of your life but again how you measure how that moves for both people 
it it starts to move and shift and, and we haven't dealt with mm. our shit and that shit just creates sometimes creates a disaster. And mm-hmm. and women are now saying, to your point, which is a valid point, that I'm not gonna sit here in this misery <laughs> right. and just be miserable for the rest of my life. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's and appropriate you, response. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But there was a there's a there's a ride that comes all the way to its Mm-hmm. To where you get to here. Not saying now that you are sitting in a chair mm-hmm. and making all these great plans and doing all these dope, mm-hmm. dope, dope shit that you're pining over this cat who ain't treat you right in the beginning, right? Right. But there was a time when you thought that that was your future, mm-hmm. right? And if he hadn't had his shit together or at least started to try to learn how to communicate, mm-hmm. then it might have ended up a little bit differently. Yeah. Now, this leads us to Mr. Morale and the two-step. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. what's beautiful, I feel, about where we are, like 2022, mm-hmm. black people, there's a lot more conversation about accountability. Yeah. There's a lot more men, public figure men, owning shit, yeah. taking responsibility doing work to try to understand what's going on, why they were making the decisions that they were making, trying to minimize harm, trying to be more honest Mm -hmm. and and being vocal about it. And we're using therapy, we're using, you know, introspection and new age and all that kind of stuff. And I think we will eventually at some point in time come around but it's gonna take a little bit more time. And to that point, what did y'all think about Mr. Morale and the two-steppers? Ooh, I thought it was good. It was, it was an emotional roller coaster for me. Um, I'm, what's the song where he's talking about um, him being molested? Mm. That, or they you know, thought he was molested? Huh? Yeah. Or they thought he was molested, where his mom kept insisting that he had been molested? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I mom, I'm looking it up now. It's called, uh, I, think it, I think that mug was called Mother I, I Sober, I think is what yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, that hit hard for me, you know, only because, you know, I just remember when um, I was eight months pregnant and I had a a breakdown. Like I had to go to the hospital and everything, but I was, um, I had dealt with molestation myself and also um, my stepfather was a creep, you know? So I remember I was in the house and he just looked at me weird you know, one of his little creepy ways, and I just, like, just had a panic attack. This is when you were eight months pregnant? Yeah. Okay. And I just remember thinking, all the women in my family Mm. are victims of, you know, sexual abuse. Mm. I know I'm having a boy. How can I make sure this stops right then and there? And I had no clue, no answer, and... 
not only that, too, being much more ignorant back then, my son is 25 now, like I've always had gay friends, and I always appreciated my gay friends, but still, I, I still wasn't um, enlightened enough to the point where I still say I can respect you being gay, but didn't have this mindset that being gay was wrong. It was like, I'm thinking, I'm accepting you, but I don't want my kid to be gay. So it was even from them, from a place there, I was like, I don't want anyone, you know, I know from my, my friends who are gay, my male friends, that it came, it started from sexual abuse, some of them. I don't want this happening to my son, so I just lost my shit, you know. I just lost my shit. So when he talked about, you know, how that one line where he said even questioning his thoughts and stuff like that, and it just kind of like, you know, it just hit home for me, you know. It hit home for me, you know. Um... It was heavy. It was heavy. I think it needed to be said. You know, I think it was something conversations need to be had in in our community because, you know, I know too many women who who go. And when I'm beginning to find out, I know I know a lot more men who are going through this and it's just not being said. Yeah. You know. It's just not being said, and they're not speaking out because they are scared that their sexuality is going to be questioned. And it's like, no, if you've been molested by a man or whatever, that doesn't mean, and that that doesn't mean that you are gay. Even if you, because people don't even understand, even with molestation and being rape or and everything, when things happen, it's a terrible experience. But that doesn't mean you don't feel things, you know, sexual things, you know, like, you know, it's weird. I, w I wouldn't say pleasure or whatever, you know, but that doesn't mean that you don't get around. So you you deal with that, you know, feeling dirty from those things. This is really Feel guilty. Yeah. I thought we said we were going to keep this shit light. <laughs> but anywho, we already down this rabbit hole. Let's go there. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think these are conversations that really need to be had because that's not what it means, you yeah. know. And the, the deep, the deep shit is that you know what he was saying and I like that song too especially when he was talking about you know uh, grief try dealing with grief when you're sober yeah, yeah. not just you know when, when I thought about it not just being sober and guilt he said guilt sober too um, not being sober intoxicated alcohol drugs but the, however you medicate whatever drug you use the, the women the the, the just being, you know, running through multiple women, all of that medication that you do, you know what I'm saying? It's, so you don't deal with the shit that you, that you have to deal with. You medicate it, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So you go through, so men grow up going through their whole lives when they experience that or something similar or even, like you said, the thought of it, mm -hmm. right? Someone who around them who's doing it, watching his mother get deal, dealing with a lot of shit. They medicate that through all of these wild, what we call, you know, fuckboy behaviors. All of this wild shit that we do is all medication not to deal with what's really, what we're really going through. And so so it starts to, man, you, you destroy relationships, bro. You go through and leave destruction. I mean, like a tornado. level. <laughs> relationship after relationship after relationship after relationship. Mm. And you don't know fucking why until you start to really deal with the grief, grief and the guilt sober. Yeah. And, and you add a piece, you add 
we have no idea what motherfuckers is really going through. We don't. Yep. People we living with, yeah. people we sleeping with, yep. have no idea. And sometimes it shows up in just not saying nothing. Yep. Yeah. And that is the response to 30, 40, 50 years yeah. of just dealing with some shit that you never really yeah. even addressed. Yeah. And when we connect with somebody, they can't see that far back. All they can see is how you showing up. Yeah, presenting right. yourself now. How you present yourself yeah. now. How and that's the best. Yourself. Dude, when that motherfucker said, the main thing that got me to get my shit together, bro, and I get feeling that pain and that guilt from what I did to women. Mm -hmm. Sober? Sober. Yeah. Bro. I was just like, me too. This is this is over. I mean like mm -hmm. every motherfucking I will die before I do what I was doing mm -hmm. again. Yep. But yep. I had to put myself in this position to be so motherfucking uncomfortable mm -hmm. to feel that shit. Yeah. 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 And then to yeah. deal with it. Yeah. To be like, oh, okay, that's what that is. Yeah. I got you. We good. Yeah. We ain't gonna have to go there no more. Yeah. We good. Yeah. I got you. We yeah. cool. Yeah. But other than that, if you just if you fucking around, if you sober, if you if you shutting down, if you if you if you not shutting down if you yelling. Shit. Yeah. That can be a form. All of that shit is medication, bro. All that yes. shit is intoxication. The shutting down, you dis you you disconnect yourself from what you're actually feeling. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Which is that shit is just like being drunk. Yeah, or but being you still high. feel that shit. It's just you just don't wanna you <laughs> don't wanna feel that shit. Yeah. And all the rest of the shit that we do, dog, and we do it for, I mean, can't you talk about this shit at twelve? We do this shit. For 40 years yeah. of doing that, um, yeah. disconnecting yourself and medicating, and we run through, and the same thing. Once you looked at that guilt and that grief sober, yeah, man, that shit will break you down. It'll break you down. To you strip of nothing but what the fuck you're feeling. And that shit is raw, and, and it forces you to say, like you just said, I'm not doing that shit no more. Well, gotta it forces maybe forced you to, but there are a lot of people that I know who who who. But they don't get to the point; so they don't realize they don't yeah. see it. Because so I don't. Said, some people. Here's the thing: we want to think human beings are always going to just do right. No, I know people who see it and they just still okay with just being some shit. Unfortunately, there there are great human beings, and then there are just shitty human beings, and I, I, I and I, and you have to to also. Learn to um, to also when you come across people like that to once again you know learn how to protect your space, your energy, and understand like listen I can't grow with you, you know you yeah. want to stay in this dark place I I gotta move on you yeah. know because some people do learn or whatever but there are people who learn who see it and understand and they still okay. You know, like I, I tell my son all the time, I said, watch out for people in life because not everybody wants to be great. And see, if they don't want to be great, you don't need to be around them. They're, it's not up to you to try to make them want to be great. It's one thing if they're not great, but it's 
it's a difference and you want to be great. But people who just want to sit in a bad place and there are people who just want to do that. Back to what we were talking about before, as far as family structure, where I had to tell my mom, like, listen, certain people in our family, we, yes, we have family trauma. Our family done been through the shit, you know. All the women in our family have been sexually abused, you know, all of them. Are we going to sit in this place and suffer and let our abusers win? Or are we going to get help, heal, and thrive out this motherfucker? You only got one life. If you want to sit here and always be the victim, woe is me, I get it. But I'm not going to sit here and be a victim. So I have to disassociate myself from them. I love them, but I'm going to love you from afar because I get it. I've been with, through what you're going through, but I'm not going to let that define me who you are. But there are people who just want to, I'm proud of you two brothers. I've seen your growth. I've seen you. We done had our conversations crying and all this stuff. I've seen your growth, whatever, you know. I've seen it. I'm so proud of you all the time. I always try to tell you how proud of, proud of you I am, you know. So I've seen it firsthand, but there are some people who just unfortunately who don't want to grow and they are okay with not being great or never experienced great. They just want to sit and shit and stew. And that, and so as a person who I'm sure somebody said that about, I'm, I know somebody <laughs> said that. Every, whatever you just said about somebody else, I know somebody said that about me. That's a fact. I'm, I'm, I That's guarantee it. So you might be saying it right now. I'm sure. Because some people can't, some people don't let you change in yeah. their head. Yeah. So all I'm, all I'm saying. That's clean, bro. With, Say that shit again. Some people don't want you to change, bro. And won't let you. Right. Because, right. because of. That's heavy. A lot of what I think, there's a disconnect that is there intentional, I think, for some people. Some people just, it's like saying, I know there's something in that closet. I put it in that motherfucker. <laughs> But I'm not opening that door. Right. I'm just not going to open the door. Right. Mm-hmm. It, so I know it's there. Yeah. I don't know how bad it stinks. I walk by every now and then and yeah. I could smell it coming out. Yeah. But I ain't opened it and yeah. seen the carcasses and the motherfucking yeah. bullshit. Yeah. So I'll just be like, no, 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 no. It's like the, that carton in the refrigerator. It's like, oh, you know them eggs. Oh, you need no. to throw them out. The blood <laughs> and dust and pus are coming out the bottom you just, of the fucking closet. And you just and cool. you can see it. Yeah. And you just like, I'm not even. And sometimes I don't even look back there. I smell a shit. And I, like just, you said, I put it in there. Yeah. I'm not even going to look. I'm going to watch TV like shit. So most times I think that's we come across people who did that and are at that point in their life. Right. And sometimes they open the door, sometimes they never do. That, right. That's the piece that I think varies from indiv- individual to individual. Right. But yeah. there are some, the people who open that door, they either lose their goddamn mind. Yeah. I, know, I remember one thing my therapist told me a while back ago. It's going to get better before it gets worse. I mean, it's going to get worse, worse before it gets better. That is a fact. Because now, because... Even with you learning, having your coping tools and everything, you got to go back and open doors. And, you got to open the doors. And, you got to open and, that and Like you said, and, and really, really you gotta look deal at with shit. You got to look you know? at it. And that's you got to look at it in the face and yeah. you got to. Yeah. But I think, too, a good thing that has helped me with some of the things I dealt with is, too, I think sometimes what gets in people 
people's way is trying to make sense of everything. Everything ain't got to make sense. And, mm. and it don't always have to be... There's usually a cause to mostly everything, but it sometimes it's not meant for you to understand. So I'm not going to... I don't. I, I'm over trying to understand why my rapist chose me. You know what I'm saying? I'm over trying to understand, mm. you know, why, you know... As much as everyone knows I'm close to my mom and my father, but we came a long way. There were things that were put before me that I didn't understand, that, and I had so much resentment. But once I stopped trying to understand that and make yeah. sense out of it, those are my dogs. My mom yeah. is my bestie. My dad is my bestie. Yeah. I can give them the world because I, I, you know, I know they've been through something. I don't have to understand exactly what they've been through, but I know they've been through it. Mm -hmm. And I can just say, listen, how can we improve our relationship? Now, it doesn't mean that with all that, you still don't have times where, you know, like my mom and my dad, they can pull, you know, they can bring out the worst in me, too. Even with me forgiving them and, 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 and deciding to build a relationship in this loving one now, you know, my mom can make me flare up and throw, I can be as calm, I can get disrespected around, you know, with, dealing with some women sometimes, how I struggle, they can say the shadiest thing. And I can be like, okay, you know, tell Kina, block her, she can't come back. But my mom, I'm like, oh, hell no, I'm ready to throw shoes, I'm gonna throw a phone and. But you know what, I think that's the, I don't know where y'all, and man, I'm not even saying that's your fucking. <laughs> purpose in life but the way that you love your mom your grandmother and your and your father specifically your mom and relative to like how y'all like that's a that's a beautiful fucking thing man that that, that two completely different human beings who struggled for so much have, have, have reached a point in their adult life where they are accepting each other in this way yeah. not to say that there's no motherfucking Oh no, challenges. Yo, it's still working. It, I mean, she that's told gonna me be that last week. Forever. Me and her and grandma getting together for Mother's Day was a whole <laughs> big thing. And I was proud because I was the one usually, I'm usually the emotional one blowing up. But she blew up on me. And I was just like, you finish. <laughs> but yeah, I, it, it's a lot of work. It takes, you know, we, but I think too, with, you know, I hate when people, I think people do a disjustice to their kids when they say you can't be friends with your kids. I'm not your friend. I think that because the thing about it is when you care for someone as a friend, there's a level of respect there too. You know? yeah. That sometimes we have this notion that because they're your parents that they're supposed to get the utmost respect. In an ideal world, yeah, but when someone is supposed to protect you, you seem and they haven't done that, it's hard to get that. But when you could come in and that friendship come in and you see them in another way and you see, okay, I didn't get this protection as a mom, but this is my daughter. I can go lay my head on her shoulder. She wasn't in a place to protect me as a mom yeah. back then. Or my dad wasn't in a place to protect me as a dad back then. But yo, when we talking about our vulnerabilities and everything, that's my dog. This is us. It, it brings a whole different level of respect. So I think us having that, building the friendship is what saved us. And I, and I cringe when I hear people say, I ain't my child's friend. I'm like, no, your child, especially now with the internet, the internet and so many things, it's so many things that, that can happen that can to your child yeah. that, can, that they could be going through. My mom didn't know. My mom didn't know that I was going through those things. 
And it's not even her fault, you know. I assume because when I first saw my, you know, when my mom was coming up, you know, now I assume crying was a weakness, you know. And my mom's one of the most strongest people I know, but she would cry all the time. So I looked at that as a weakness. So when things were happening to me, I dealt with it because I didn't think she could handle it. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to make her choose between me and her step, my stepfather. I didn't want her to do this. And it's not, you know, I had my client tried to tell me that one day, you know, you're, 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 you're blaming, blaming yourself as the, as the victim. And I was like, no, I'm not blaming myself as the victim, whatever, at all. What I'm saying, my mom, I never gave my mom a, even a choice to stand up for me. Mm -hmm. I took on the role of like, nah, I'm a strong individual, you know, I can handle it. I'm a G, I, you know. I, every time my, my stepfather did something, I would check his ass. It wasn't like, people always think that abuse is just always this quiet person sitting there being abused. Nah, I would check his ass. He was just crazy. He would still do the shit over again. And I would tell him, you're a creep. And we would have these conversations. And my mom didn't know they were going on. Mm. But he knew in his manipulative way, he still knew how much I loved my mom. He knew that I would not make her choose between us. And he played on that. You know, did you, so, did you always, were you always this open talking about it or did it take you a while? I, I, over the past 15 years, I became open. I didn't talk about it when I was going through it. You know, my son's father kind of knew when I was going through it. He would say, you know, cause we were, we were together as teenagers. He would say, yeah, hey, a creep or whatever. It would, it would kind of be the joke between my, my friends who I lived with, you know, who, my friends, um, I had a girlfriend who um, I would stay over her house all the time. And when the O.J. Simpson thing came um, about, they called me Cato, the house guest, because I was over. But I was over there all the time escaping that, you know. So it was a joke. People kind of knew, but they didn't know everything that was going on, you know. So I just started being open about it 15 years because it's just like, you know, I feel like, you know, I can help someone. I, I think when people realize that it's not a dirty thing, like I'm not dirty because I went through that. And my mom ain't dirty for, you know, you know, she dealt with, she dealt with, she did what she had. My mom's still an awesome mom. And I'll check any bitch who say anything right. <laughs> about it, you know. Right. She dealt with what she knew how to deal with, you know. Because the thing about it, we have to also take in what we normalize and everything, too. So that's going back to when I said, you know, sometimes women are just choosing to just not normalize certain things because we know it can have a certain effect on us. So I just choose to be open because it's like, yo, I can help someone. People don't even know, especially the way my stepfather did it. Like he it wasn't always physical. It was very mental. You remember how um, people would get that? Are you, well, you're not from here. Are you from here? Yep. So you remember when everybody was buying these big old houses and Bowie and everything, mm -hmm. and they was knocking the room door to make the master mm -hmm. bedroom. That was a thing. Mm -hmm. So that was a thing everybody was doing. And my mom and they did, and her husband did that when they got their house. And I remember I was ironing, the, ironing my clothes, sounding like a DC person, ironing my clothes, mm -hmm. go to school, whatever. And I just remember this nigga just starts. Like it's uh, you can't see, but you can hear. Like this, it's like maybe like a little opening, but you still can't see what's going. On. But he turns up porn, so I can hear it. 
while I'm ironing my clothes. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. So how do you think that, like, like even in those days, how did that move into your relationships with, like you said, your, your, your son's father? How do you think that sort of affected that? Um, I was very violent. I was very violent, you know. I just didn't. Angry. I was angry, yeah. I was very violent. Like, yeah. I didn't have no patience for it, no. But I remember. Um, Towards men or women or just in your Anybody can get it. But I just remember <laughs> after him, and that's when I decided to get the therapy because I was like, I am never going to be in a situation where I have to put my hands on a human being again or get that mad where, you know, I would, you know, reach out and hit a man. <laughs> you know, like, he's a whole goddamn man. Why are you trying to fight him? <laughs> you know, because, like I said, everybody responds to those things in a different way. I didn't respond by cowering. I right. responded to my stepfather by bucking back. So that means everybody can get me. So I was knuck if you buck to everybody. So is that because I know that a lot of times, man, when, when, when we deal with shit or... I just remember being like in intimate relationships, there was a different level of aggression, right? Yeah. Than it is in just in the street. In the street, yeah. it was a different level. It was more just reckless anger. Mm -hmm. In intimate relationship, it was more like you wanna be validated and, and love or somebody love you so bad that you're willing to almost put up with anything and take anything. But on the flip side of that, you're so fucking, you're constantly destroying it by the shit that you do, <laughs> say, and how you move. You know what I'm saying? But to the street, it's just like blind, whatever. Do you, I mean, do you see the differences in that? Um, yeah, but I, uh, I was, you know, I was weird in the way I responded to things like, um, it kind of made me, like, after um, me and my first boyfriend, my son, father, broke up, like, I just guarded myself. Mm -hmm. I guarded myself. I guarded my heart. I was like, because everyone I saw when it came to love, mm -hmm. like, like, I knew these people loved me, but I'm like, that, don't, that love don't feel good. <laughs> you know right, what I'm saying? Right, like, yeah. If this love, I don't want this shit. Right. I don't need to be a part of it. I'm so okay. Like, I'm in love now, but this is the first time I can truly say I've ever been in love. Right. It's not something that I'm proud of at 45. Like, I liked someone. Say right. what you just said again. Huh? Say what you just I've said I've never been in love. No, you just said before that. You said this is the first time? Yeah. That I can honestly say that I'm truly in love. When? Huh? When is that? With... My guy now. So right now, mm -hmm. 2022, mm -hmm. Kenny Ford is in love for the first time in her life. The fuck out this day. <laughs> so you oh, but the vulnerability that comes with it. Ugh. Does that make you scared? It doesn't make me scared. I'm not scared because I waited till I was ready to even allow myself, you know, I'm not scared. Like, I'm not scared of it at all. I'm still trying to find patience with it, though. It's not that I'm scared to deal with it. You know, like I said, with all this trauma, you know, I do know how my mom and dad can bring out 
things and because they're so close to me I sometimes I'm like you know what I don't have time to bring another person that could bring this out mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying even you know doing the tools from therapy learning how to cope and all these coping skills you know it is what it is. You know, you can hold yourself accountable, but there's just still people that when you love them mm-hmm. and you open your heart to a certain way, they can deep, dig all the way in there and pull your whole guts out. <laughs> but that's not the person, though. Huh? That's not the person. Then then it's not the person, but... It's the, the vulnerability. It's the vulnerability. It's, the, and, yeah. and so it's like a raw nerve. Whenever... Yeah. If you pluck it, even if you pluck it soft, it still resonates differently that if you're closed off and somebody tries to plug it, it's nothing. And so that's just, that's what it is. Yeah. So it's not the plucking. No, it's still part of it. <laughs> but because people know that too. People know that. You know, we are aware of whose buttons we can push to. True. We're aware of it. But 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 it gotta be it gotta be <laughs> and a button. Sometimes and sometimes, you know, people just you know, wanna be on some asshole shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What what I find interesting about what you're saying, you're saying it's the first time you've been in love in your life. You're forty five. Yeah. You've been cut off, shut not cut off, shut off for a long time. I'm, I I'm, love people. Right. So but this is different. Yeah. But this is where I can truly say, okay, like, um, I'm in the, you know, like. You're vulnerable. But but we've had a lot of, so we know each other offline, right? Yeah. So I'm going to follow your lead on this piece. So I'm going to let you. Yeah. Lead. This is the first time. So you going to feel a certain way about that. You're going to bump your head and hit your knees and all that shit. I didn't know that, by the way. I think this is the first time I've ever heard you say that. Yeah. So a lot of the things that you feel and you supposed to feel. Yeah. Because it's the first time. Yeah. I don't like that shit, though. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That is fair. That is fair. That is fair. And and doesn't mean I have to stick, stick through and go through it, you know? It, it don't, but... <laughs> But it means you need to understand that it's your first time. No, I am so understanding. And that's why I am trying to show button. myself grace and patience. But, you know, once again, where women are now, it's like, I got shit to do. Too. But see, but see, okay. <laughs> but you go to the gym for the first time. You go to the gym for the first motherfucking time at 45 years old. You ain't done no push-ups. You're going to do three. I mean, you ain't done no sit-ups. You're going to do three, and it's going to feel like you did 3,000. Yeah. So you're going to go back to the crib. And you're going to be sore because you ain't never done the motherfuckers before. You ain't never done an emotional. Kenny, you ain't never done an emotional sit up. Yeah, well. Now. (laughs) I've had a lot of emotional sit ups and I don't like this love shit. (laughs) People, we're talking about a conversation we had before this thing, too. (laughs) (laughs) That he brought in this. But yes, yes, I, I am learning. I have to work those love apps, I guess, but I don't like this shit, and this shit is a lot of work, and I don't feel like it. But here's Damn the thing. It. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think this is what he's. Well, maybe not. I don't know what the fuck he's getting at. But understanding that this is the love muscle pain from you not using it, right? And understanding that's what it is, 
it's different from saying the problem is this, right? Understanding like this love shit is, and you can even say, I don't like the way still, this shit feels. Yeah, but you can understand what it is and still understand that there's some problems within it of too. Of course, yeah. of course. So, of course. But you open in the closet. Huh? But you open in the closet. Yeah, I opened the closet. You went to the I'm store, you got some ammonia, some pine <laughs> yeah. salt, and Trash just come bags. to find out you need you need some motherfucking acid. Ammonia. But you so congratulations though. Oh, thank you. I yeah. think it is <laughs> so what you suffer from, that didn't sound right. Yeah. My bad. I didn't mean that. In, I don't in, allow any, to in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. I didn't mean it. What you are dealing with. What no, what you very few people are vulnerable. And then the minute you do open up, it's an extremely uncomfortable motherfucking thing, man. Yeah. And things are triggered in us because of that vulnerability and it yeah. being uncomfortable and it can make us feel like it's the other person. It's, but, but, it, but it's really the fact that it's us being uncomfortable. Not to say that there's no, that there's nothing on their side that they need to own and take responsibility right. for, but the fact that this shit is the first time, like I didn't know how uncomfortable it was to not sleep around. Mm. Until I stopped, mm. I didn't know. And yeah, then we the had that conversation too before. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know. That conversation, yeah. Because I had this motherfucking process built in that just said, okay, if I feel this, go do this. If I feel this, go do this. If I feel this, go do this. Yep. And it was so built in that I had never even really questioned it. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then the minute I didn't do that, sober. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't like the way that. Yeah. Yep. But it wasn't that. Right. It was something completely mm. motherfucking different. Right. I mean, that's what I was, that's what I was saying that uh you know, I didn't you know, it's weird because I would indulge in relationships I had people that I cared about. I would love them. I will love them where I want to make sure they're good, but I love people, period. That's just who I am. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I met James, and I was like, you're my brother. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Most of my friendships, like, I know I love you right away. Right. Even with friendships, like, uh, one of my homeboy, um, our homeboy, Sekou, mm -hmm. he was like, um, you like, because the two relationships that I ever spoke to him about, like, I, I counseled with him about, he was like, you like people. I was like, I'm like that with everybody. Say, cool. Either I love you from the jump or like you from the jump or I don't. It's really no in between. If I yeah. have to force it, that's just how, how it is. But even being that way, it's like even with a guy that I was dating or whatever, trying to figure it out, like even with me feeling like, oh, I like him. I'm, I'm going to see what's going on, what's good with him. Like, yeah, it still be something like mm, he got one time. <laughs> one time I'm, I'm out. <laughs> You still, you still one time to make me feel uneasy, like he ain't he ain't about Kenny, and I'm out. You know, you still shut off, huh? You still, I was still shut off. Yes, I was shut off, but that's because you know, like I said, when you when you understand when you see people who you are trying to love you mm -hmm. in their best way, and and you know that they're trying, and it just hurts so much. You know, 
You know, I, I, my mom, she loved me. And it, what I had to realize, like, I had everything. I ain't never not want for nothing. My mom, when I wanted to go to Paris in the seventh grade, my mom went and got, so Amway <laughs> worked at Burlington Coat Factory and Marlowe's in the post office. So she could send me to Paris. Like, that was her way of saying, hey. Yeah. I couldn't have your back in this way, but you good. I'm going to make sure you good, <laughs> you know. And my dad, too, the same thing with him, you know, in his issues. He always found a way to make sure I was good. And I had to learn that later, you know. But before then, going through it, mm -hmm. I was like, mm, everybody is supposed to love me. Hurt me pretty damn bad. Maybe I don't need to be in this love thing. Maybe I just need to just... Meet people where they are and just give love and, and not expect it back and maneuver in that way and just listen. And even with friends and when I figure out, like, I'll show love. Once I figure out they ain't love me back, bye. Ain't so, no sweat off my back. That's how I maneuver. And this is the first time I am expecting someone, listen, nigga, you got to love me back. And this is how <laughs> I need you to love me back. So, and that's going to be a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Because he's a whole separate motherfucker, right? Yes. What have you learned about yourself through this process of being vulnerable? Um, that you didn't know before. I'm not as tough as I think I am. Mm. Oh my God, I'm such a crybaby. Mm. <laughs> and you said your mother would cry all the time. Yes, you know, and I always say I didn't want to be a crybaby like her. I wouldn't cry because I didn't want to cry like her. And like I say, I uh, associated that with weakness, not strength. And yeah. now I'm realizing, nah, I'm just getting some, a lot of times I'm crying though, because I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna kill him today. So what does that mean? <laughs> like, if you could use another word instead of cry, what would you use? You're not, a, what would you say? Mm, I mean, it is just, it's just what, I, that's how I, I cry a lot. That's just what it is. So I don't what have any other word. So, so the crying doesn't mean anything else other than just crying? I mean, you that feel... I'm just emotional, yeah. I'm, I'm much more emotional than I... Okay. But I've always been emotional, you know. I just didn't cry about it. I wouldn't allow myself to cry about it, you know. I I was always emotional, you know. But like, you... we we know this about me, right. <laughs> you know. You felt I the probably... same way, but you just didn't let it get to the to that next level of crying. But you felt it, whatever it yeah. is that would, that would... I felt, I probably felt the same rage, but I just probably didn't cry about it. I probably right. would throw something... Mm. Or, or my big thing, I'll shop, buy a shoe. <laughs> so, do you, you, you cry when you're happy too, right? I'm a, oh, I'm a yeah. habitual happy cry. I, that's funny. Oh, I cry happy all the time. Now, me that's too. the only thing I always do. I would never, don't let me see no babies, no puppies, no baby goats. Yeah. <laughs> baby goats? I love baby goats. They make you cry, yo? Oh my God, it's so cute. Anything cute makes me cry, James. Y'all know this about me. I did not know that you yes. cried to baby goats. That's, yes. That's wild. Yes, or you know, like songs. <laughs> you know, like songs when they like when they take that octave up because it's like the highlight of the song. Of, yeah. Oh, I'm a cry. <laughs> I'm a cry. <laughs> I am going to cry. It's crazy. Y'all ever put on songs just to make y'all cry? Like happy cry? Nah. Okay. Nah. No, I put. I got a. So I got a playlist called Blue. So when I'm feeling down, yeah, motherfucker, I got. Uh, Fiona Apple in that joint. Corinne like Bailey Ray. It's, I, I want to feel 
Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Y'all wanna know what I play when I feel down? What? Lil' Kim. That's that's not. Look, I was like, bro, she just been in love for the first time. So she trying to figure it out. If I'm playing Lil' Kim and Jay-Z, reasonable doubt in the salon, yeah, that means I'm just, and currency, that's my guy. When I'm feeling down, I'm just like, let me just go make this play. I can play currency all day long. I'm like, I'm focusing on getting money. That's how I maneuver. I'm not, I ain't got time to be sitting around sad. Let me go get this bread. <laughs> you see, you see me doing all this marketing stuff, whatever. If I'm posting 18 things about my business, it's somebody done piss me off. <laughs> That's funny. I saw so something. I got to go get this you know money. what's crazy? It's funny because I looked on the joint today and it said, the Color Lab is the number one source. And I'm like, I'm all, I'm who pissed you off? <laughs> I just saw that this time, morning. Uh, time to get this Color money. Lab is the number one source for all your hair needs. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I ain't got time to be sitting around dwelling in it crying. I'm just going to go get this bread. I, 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 if I don't deal with it, it piles up. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I've got to, whatever it is at that moment, I gotta feel what it is. It's almost like I gotta I gotta give it light yep. so that it can go away. Cause yep. if I take it and not judge, I'm just offering no. like, like how I do it. So I gotta, I gotta, okay, this is what it is. Okay, you trying to tell me something. I don't look at it as bad necessarily either. Right. I think that's another thing. I'll be like, okay, I feel this way. I have right. this kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, okay, let me, let me, let me look at it, let me give it some light, let me open the door. And yeah. And then once I open the motherfucker and see what's in there, then I clean it out and then I go do something else. Mm -hmm. And then I might feel that way again in an hour or even a year, six months. But whatever the whatever the interval is for that feeling, yeah. I got to give it attention. Otherwise, right. if I don't, it builds up in me and starts to turn into like something else. Yeah, it gets and it, heavier and heavier. It gets heavier and heavier. And it's even in my interactions with like my lady and shit. If I'm feeling something, Mm -hmm. I gotta get, I gotta get it the fuck out. There's no other way yeah. of, of, it, otherwise it just builds up. Yeah, I'm going in the salon and then working my ass off and then it's just going to be like a shoebox coming. <laughs> oh, to will you order something? <laughs> yeah. Who's a new fashion person you've been looking at? Ooh, who am I? Because she's a fashion nut. Who yeah. am I in love with? Right now, they're not even new. Um, gosh, I, I will say I am enjoying exploring black designers, you know, mm -hmm. um, with Kimberly Ghost and Pryor Moss. Um, um, and I find myself always being on the search. I love, um, even though his purse style isn't for me, I'm, I'm, I'm still- That truffle guard dude. Um, Brandon Blackwood, mm. I, yeah, and the Teflon. I don't per se like the style of purses. They're not my style, but I am happy for them. So I do go in and yeah. check, and every day I'm checking to see if they something that's for me. They win. Yeah, but it's not for me, but but um, I have bought gifts for my friends to make sure that I support. Yeah. Um, but um, I still love, like, I've always been a Tom Brown, I love Loe. Um, I love um, what they're doing, and um, you know how I know how you know the pronunciation of the name. 
Huh? You know, I found it's Loewe. Loewe. Oh, okay. Well, the thank W. You. The know. W. It's a V. Is a V. <laughs> Loewe. That is good to know. That is good to know. I, I, I heard know. somebody else. I went online, look, mm-hmm. and they um, cause I think I was calling the shit low, L O E W E. Yeah. I didn't know I, the W yeah. was a V. Oh, and I, I'm loving um this um this company. I like quirky things though. Like anybody that's kind of like quirky and everything mm-hmm. has a lot of texture and color. That's why I like Loewe because they love. I love the elephant bags or the geometrical bags, and I love um, their logo. And I'm not even a big logo person. Yeah, I love their logo. Dope. I love um, Tom Brown. I just love. I love. I Dotson. can't. I don't understand. I love Dotson, so that's what turned me on to him because the Hector bag. I have a Dotson, so and I was like, I don't understand the the. Uh the androgynous look of it. No, just like most of the stuff that I've it's seen, gray. you know, it's gray and they got the little white, the stripes mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. I don't, I've never seen it. I've never felt like the fabric or whatever that mm-hmm. is made out of. But I'm like, damn. I like what he does with like, because me who, as a person who loves color, it's weird. Even though he does everything great, it's a weird way it sees color because the way he's not, he plays with shape. So especially like me, I'm one of those people I, I'm big on. I'm like, I feel like I can see sounds and see or feel yellow and everything. So even though it's gray, it, it, it feels yellow. It's different. It feels yeah, it's, different. It's, yeah. it, it, it's weird to me. I can't really explain it. Um, I love this company called Awake. Mm-hmm. Awake mode, the tech, like the asymmetrical there, you know, type thing. I love them. Oh, gosh, there's so many... Um, Oh, I love that Jacquemus. They're coming out with the big bags. Who? Jacquemus. I don't know if I'm pronouncing how you, how it. You, right. How you spell it? J A Q U E M U S. I ain't right of it. Yeah, so they have, you ever seen the little teeny bags? You a bag nut and shoes. Yeah, bag and shoes. Okay. Yeah. And for real, right now, too, um, I don't know who um, Zara is like designers are they I know they take inspiration for everything but I'm just loving that they're back to colors too I'm enjoying Zara I've right never now. been that's in my, a Zara store oh my gosh yeah that's because, for women right yeah no but women and men there's dudes in there hell yeah and I, I buy my I mean store. like dudes dudes not like yeah. gay dudes no men? dudes dudes yeah I said man, very reliable like dudes, this stuff dudes, lasts. Dudes, dudes. I'm sorry yeah, I, internet I did stuff on my dad there that's where my oh, uncle okay. took for my father mm-hmm. yeah I love that they're back to colors because last year everything was new. Everything's like poppy. Oh, Bottega is giving me all the feels right now. So she's in that bag shit. No, but no, they're closed too. They they um, They just changed creative director. Um, So I was worried about what direction they were going to go with. But I heard they kept the... um, the um the apprentice or the guy that was right under the creative director took over. Oh, and I love this black designer. I'm obsessed with Rich Fresh. They out of LA. They're two brothers. So you see the um like Rich Dwayne, Fresh. Yeah, you see Dwayne Wade and them. They always have like these leisure suits that have like the three stripes of color going through. Mm-mm. But they're like bespoke leisure suits. I love. Because I love that they're just challenging men to put on bright-ass colors. So it'll be like a burgundy suit with a pink and yellow stripe in the middle of it. You know, I love it. Mm. Yeah, and they supposed to be coming out with a women's wear line. I can't 
weight, you know, probably be out of my price range, but I have to, you know. I have always you heard say of too, I, if, I, if I, I, I think I'm gonna marry my guy, he says we're gonna get married one day, but I want them to do his tuxedo. You know what's killing me, bro? She always says she don't want to go deep, and then she'll throw like a little something out. Yep. And then because she she want to go, <laughs> uh -huh. but she say she don't want to go. Uh -huh. This is women. This is why y'all so motherfucking confusing. Yep. You started this conversation by saying, "Nah, the way women is acting ain't a reaction." Y'all yeah. want a man to stand the fuck up and tell y'all what to do and where to go. Look at her face. I'm kidding. No, I don't. I'm kidding. Don't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm the kidding. last one because I'm gonna be like, <laughs> I'm kidding. Just because you told me to go right. I'm going to go left. Listen, <laughs> so, but you, know. you want to get married? I would marry him. I would try it. Nope. <laughs> I know. I would try no. it. That's all I got. No. Like, I would try no. it. No, like, I can't. I, I can't. feel like I, I used to be like, I want to get married and it has to be like forever. Listen, listen. Now I feel like I would try it. That's not work, marriage. Okay. Trying is not marriage. Yeah. Trying ain't marriage. Can we get a foundational understanding of what the fuck marriage is so that we can move forward? You don't try marriage. I just want to make sure. who's been divorced. Listen, I hadn't. No, I didn't try. That's the thing. Okay. Touche. That's the thing. That's the part you missed. I was trying. Well, I know people who try. You don't, but see, you don't. My mom tried. You don't try. These people didn't try. My mom definitely tried. That's not fair. But look at my mom. My mom. She didn't go into it trying. She went into it right. Thank you. Forever. But then I am going to go into it forever. That ain't what you just. That ain't what you said. I am gonna no. I I I Joe. Joe, I'm looking. Listen, bro. I do. You said I would try. No, I want to go. I want to be with this guy the rest of my life. That's so listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying as your brother. And I don't know if you want me to say this online, <laughs> but I'm saying it online. What is going to be required of you to accomplish that task is something that you don't know you can do, but you're going to have to fucking do it. But that's why I'm not rushing into it. Until so I know you ain't I got it, it, but you ain't got, but you just said something. So you got it. What you said is you want to spend the rest of your life with him. You didn't say I'm thinking about spending the rest of your life. You said I want to spend the rest of my life with him. Sometimes we're asked, sometimes we're saying we want to do something and don't necessarily know how the fuck we're going to do it. And it's so ambitious yeah. that we, that it, that it scares us. Yeah. But that's why we don't, he don't need to propose to me until we <laughs> until I'm there. So this because I want to spend the rest of my life with him doesn't mean that if he was supposed to me to propose to me tomorrow that I'll say yes. You know what I'm saying? I know that I am not there to to take on that responsibility yet, regardless of how I feel. That is a responsibility. I am very much aware of that. Okay. So what would it take for you to do that? What would it take? What what's missing? You said you're not there yet. What does there look like? I, I I'll be lying to say I know it. I I don't know. I think I'll just feel it. You know. So you'll know. It when so you here's know. the thing. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. There's no feeling. No. There is no feeling. And I, it was just there, maybe a choice of a discipline. It, yes. <laughs> well, I'm not disciplined enough yet. So is that the better answer? Because I do feel like in relationships. Things there is a discipline with everything is but, a discipline. So the the, the lie is that it's a feeling. It's not a feeling. 
It's not a feeling. No. It's not a feeling. You are not going to wake up one day and feel what you think you need to feel in order to make that motherfucking leap. It, right. it, it's, it, people like us don't feel that. Yeah. What we feel is doubt. Yeah. What we feel is fear. I've, I've been looking at, at relationships for a while after reading a couple of books about um, that everything is a choice. You know, that you choose to be, you know, monogamous. You choose to put the work in. You choose to do this and that. So I, I am very aware of that. You know, so maybe I should say when I feel like making the dis being disciplined, because me, you know, right now, you know, I sometimes I just be like, I, I do want to be like, damn, I want to go to my mama's house. <laughs> and that might be a part of it, too. Yeah. yeah. But like... How you get there? How how you? But I don't want to feel like I want to. I, I don't want to feel like you know. At sixty five, I want to go to my mom's house. But if that's what you but see, that's like, what does that ever go away? No, it might not. But that. Um, but if that's if again, we talking about. But feelings. I will say, I am the damn because the times that I have felt like that. Guess where I stay? Right at three thirty one in Street. I'm not going to my mama's. House. See? <laughs> my mama would love for me to come over her house, but I sit my ass right there and I deal with it. So maybe I am more there than I give myself credit for, you know. Maybe, but it's still no rush. It's hard. So again, I love him. We have the rest of our lives to spend together to me. <laughs> so he don't have to rush to propose to me. Take his time. So so everything you're describing is fear. Everything you're describing is fear. And that's natural because you're doing something you ain't never fucking done before. Mm -hmm. So don't think that the feelings or the doubt is the problem. It, it doesn't, you can replace, you're doing something you ain't never done before. Yeah. So give yourself a break. The feelings that you feel when they're not positive, whatever the fuck that means, that's just a part of making the the decision that you made, if you end up not wanting to be with the motherfucker no more, which I'm not hearing you say, by the way, mm -hmm. like it's not, doesn't have to necessarily be because he's a bad guy, wrong guy. Most oh, no. motherfuckers just want different shit. Yeah. But it's not because of a feeling. Them feelings, the people who are getting divorced are the ones who's with the feelings. Yeah. Them was the, them was the divorced motherfuckers, like mm -hmm. the feelings. Mm. Well, how you feel? I feel that I want to be with him the rest of my life. I was talking about the podcast. She still want to talk about this nigga. Oh, I did this. Wasn't he? Didn't he say how you feel from that? Nah, I'm feeling like I'm you, you went into this like I don't want to get too deep and heavy. I, I thought wanna... you were talking about, but I was about to say. How do you feel about Joe? Going back to your question, your fashion question. Oh. How I feel about it, that's my, that's, I love him. But I want to get back <laughs> to your fashion. Who are you liking right now? I'm big, uh, not big, but I'm heavy onto the, uh, the fear of God. I like this dude, Rev Rivington Raboy Royce or something. I don't know. It's, a, it's R R R one two three. is his. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Is that, is that a black guy? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you know what? Are you loving Greg Lawrence? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. By the so way, I thought RRR was part of the Loren family. I don't no. know why. So his his he's quality. A black guy? Yeah, he's a black dude. Oh. Greg Lawrence's quality is so fucking shitty. 
I'm not really? buying. I'm not buying anything. I got like three pair of pants and I got like three shirts. Really? And because it looks distressed, <laughs> most of it. It's the really buttons distressed. are popping off. Uh, two buttons have popped off. No, anyway, better, I can talk about pants that shit. Are 800 up and up. Listen. <laughs> I'm not buying anything else from yeah. but So the R, what does it stand for? R, R? Rivington Raboy Royce. It's something crazy. Okay. But I've always thought that was part of the Lorraine. No. R, 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 one, two, three. Wow. Why dope. did I put, associate them two together? Maybe because the style, because I saw, when I first was introduced to him years ago, it was the denim, you know? Yeah, I think yeah. he had some pants, some jeans. I like his yeah. uh, shirts and... Um, yeah, no, because I see him, I'm like, God damn, like, like I like nice jeans for $300, starting at 300 for jeans for me, it's, the way my thighs go up and down, nah, that ain't going to work for me. Um, I like, <laughs> it ain't going to work. <laughs> I like gallery department, too. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't know that was a brother. I didn't know that either. Young brother, too, from Cal uh, so California. So, let me ask you this, because I see you have a couple of things. How do you... I buy that stuff. I can't find the site. Is it really supposed to be hidden? Well, what? Gallery department? No, hidden. You have oh, so... <laughs> How do you buy that? I've been trying to buy it and... Every time that shit come up for sale, they... So they... Where are you buying it from? Their website. They announce and the shit sells out in like a few hours but or something like that. But what is the website? Because on the page, whatever, on the page, their Instagram page, it always goes to something saying... Website coming like almost like a website. They shut it down soon. when they don't have nothing there. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. And then they announce that they'll have a drop, and then they'll have it up, and then they sell however much they got, and then they drop it down until they, they take it down until they put something else. But but I love the quality of their shit, okay. like their sweatshirts, hoodies, and all of that. I'm over that. That's crazy. That's the anti-capitalism business model. Yeah. You don't even like, you just shut it down. They, they shut it down. That's wild. They got a certain amount. It. it keeps things kind of exclusive. Exactly. Too. I love it, man. Yeah. I that's love dope. it. That's dope. I got a yeah. gang of that stuff. But but that's... um. Yeah, well, next time, listen, do I need to just give you some cash? Or nah, whatever, so I'll, let you, I'll let you I'll let you know when they, um, yeah, when, no, it, just, when it when it drops. I just want like a sweatshirt. I trust your judgment. Because <laughs> most of the stuff is just pretty plain. They just got the hidden. Yeah, but I like And they just do different colors. Yeah, I like the colors, though, too. Um... What else? Uh, really, oh, yeah, rude. JW I like. JW Anderson. I've been on their kick too. I like yeah. their. Uh, yeah. How's their? How's their fabric on their stuff? This thing, I I even messed up and put it in the wash. Um, the last time, and I was like, oh, okay, it's still doing fine. Didn't bleed or anything. Hmm. Wow. I'm still going knock and play around, put it in the cleaners. But yeah, now. I will say, their shoes, I have two pairs of their shoes, three pairs of their shoes, these are it. They're not the best quality, but I love the design. So this just happened after, you know, it scrapes too fast. I'm like, it shouldn't be coming off. Like, I feel like it's just painted on. And then um, I have two pairs of clogs and they squeak, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> yeah, shoes squeak. <laughs> Walking through the airport and they're like my, I bought them to be my airport shoes. So you can have the cute little travel shoe that you slide in and they be like. <laughs> you know what I just bought? You ain't gonna know what it is. The Soleil he been buried Crocs. Where'd you find them? I bought them off a of goat. Huh. You paid what? Two times, three times over the asking price? They wanted five for them. Oh, that's not bad. 
No, but that's too too for too Crocs. Time for Crocs, bro. Yeah. But this, so Salehi Benberry is a brother. Yeah, he's and, a. Go ahead. No, you go. He's an artist, and he started a line with his art. Yeah. So he was the creative director for Versace, young dude, uh, like Versace uh, sneakers or menswear or something. Mm -hmm. He left, and then he'd been doing a bunch of collabs with a bunch of different people. Yeah. He did something with New Balance, and then he got like his own I line. I missed that saying, New Balance. I got, I got, yeah, yeah, I got the orange joints, and the, but he, uh, he teamed up with Crocs, bro, and he, he came out, he designed some Crocs. I didn't even know that. I heard about it, but I didn't really see him. They no. dope. So we talking about the crocs like the so your boy gonna crocs be rocking too. crocs even, listen but they crocs. crocs too they salehi benberry crocs but they crocs <laughs> how do you pronounce his name salehi benberry salehi 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 s-e-l-e-h-e -E. okay so i i because i i kept it salehi like salehi. E, not without the h i made it salad i always made it salad i assumed it was salehi Benberry. Benberry. We're talking about Crocs, though, right? <laughs> I mean, the joints you should, and they got yes. the holes in the front. The rubber joints. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. That's what I bought. And that's what I'm going to spend the majority. How dope can they be? I mean, what, they just got Listen. art on them? Huh? Listen. Got art on them? Do you remember when like James would just wear the same flip-flops? I do remember that. All day, every day. Hey. James would have on $1,000 all the way up the head with these brown-ass flip-flops, and he did not Listen. care, and be yearning out. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you that I started his shoe game Nigga, getting better. No in way. In this current state, oh, I, one. I, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you the moment you were there that night. <laughs> Remember that party that they had on Ninth Street? It was at this little hole in the wall spot. Hookah. You came in there. Kelly was spinning. Yeah. It was like a house. It was like night. a house joint. And uh, I forgot who else was spinning. Philippe the Haitian. And, um, and uh, Paul, Paul Howard. Paul Howard. You you came in there. We were all sitting in like a booth. It's like a little restaurant. Uh -huh. And it was like a booth. And <laughs> we were sitting. This was before COVID. Okay. He of course, because he's been having an expensive habit for a while now. He had on some like some random Nikes. And we got at him so bad after. <laughs> you, I don't know I if you left. Right after that is when he started. <laughs> I, pr I promise you. But he's you. always known the things. Like, me and him would ride the Neemans and stuff. Like That's he, cool. But, but you made game. him give up the flip-flop. So, so here's the thing. I am big on comfort. Yeah. And there's something. So I will follow. My spirit will tell me like this, right? About a year ago, two years ago, something told me, roll up your right leg. <laughs> I don't know what told me to do it. I know I just, told you to do it. I just did it. Who? Tiggy, our boy. Who's Tiggy? Um, what's our boy? Oh my gosh. DJ, our boy. Come on, he's in the Corey? fam. Corey T. Oh, Corey no, he didn't. I'm glad because he's Corey up. T. Rose Hold up. up. There's no way you think I'm taking fashion advice <laughs> from Corey T. You subconsciously. No, he don't. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He always has one pants leg rolled up. Yes, he does. Always. With his chucks. He's going to have on chucks, and one of the pants legs is going to be rolled Don't up. Don't tell me that. That's clean. You, yeah. That is a fact. Matter of fact, he just had a picture of him with it. I could probably find it. Yeah. It's okay. Cor 
Quarantine is great. So this whole time, this motherfucker think I've been copying him? Yeah. Ooh, he's one up with it. Yeah. That's not good. That's the homie, though. That's fam. But but I'm he's not. You, that's how I know that he nah. subconsciously nah. reacted to what we were saying. <laughs> so my don't get me wrong, Bo. So I was I was solid on the dress clothes game, and on that side of the stuff. And the sneakers that I did have are like Prada and and Kohan mm-hmm. and Bali and all that old kind of shit. So I was into that more that side of the sneakers and just came out being a whole sneaker. And so then I went to the left and I was like ah and I sold all that shit because I was like I ain't gonna be wearing none of that stuff no more. And that's when I started getting more into this. But you know I you know I got I had joints. I just didn't have like you know I wasn't being regular like you and the rest you, of the folks. Wait a minute. Did you, did you peep that shade? That's, that's that how, was dirty. See, that's how I know. That was ugly. Like, you see, I, I wasn't being regular. Is, I wasn't being regular. See, that's how I know. When I go back to saying stewing and some shit, you just stew the shit right now. Going back to being regular. That's how I know that I started all of this <laughs> shit that you see. I started it. Yeah. Because he know that, yeah. that when I'm ready, he is. that I'm the father of he what he's doing. He opened the closet with the guts in <laughs> So listen, he wear Jordan mid, so. Ooh. I like Jordan Mids. I hate Mids. Thank you. Come on, y'all. <laughs> but how you gonna hate Mids when Jordan made them? Jordan didn't make them. Of course he did. Wasn't a Mid when he was playing. Don't know Jordan count until unless they was Jordans when he was playing. Everything else after wore, that. I never seen him. No that lows. nigga didn't wear no Mids. There wasn't no 11 lows when he was playing. They did, but them came out after. And so did the Mids. But they, you said Jordan I made have, them. I Jordan have, didn't make um, them. The brand Jordan made them. I have like them. two pairs of Mids. You know, he's a back. she's a woman. She's supposed to wear mids. Yeah, but I don't like only me women wear mids. I'm telling oh, you, no. bro. It's I science. Let me see. It's in stand the Bible. Up. I'm, I'm stand up real quick. Wow. Just stand up real quick. Them are the blazer highs, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, man. It's you're in the Bible, dog. All I know is this. Tell him what what'd you I'm say. Gonna, he's too tall. I'm not gonna let no <laughs> white boy sitting in his mama basement. Decide that I can't wear the Jordans that I like. Ain't no white boy. What about the black? Girl? What about a black girl sitting across from you, nigga? But see, but that's where you got it from, though. I didn't get it from her. I, no, and you got it from somebody online saying you can't wear that. Mids no, are slight. No, I, I just don't like the way they look. It Mids are slight, bro. Mids are slight. If I can wear like, like, if you can wear eleven lows, I can wear mids. I don't even like lows too much either. Like I, like I, I don't like. What size should you wear? A woman. Um, 10 now, my foot grown. In women? Yeah. Sneakers, 10. I got you. Ooh, what you got? I bought a pair of shoes, nigga. I thought they was 10 men's and bought 10 women. Give them here. You probably still wear them. <laughs> <laughs> Are they women's shoes? Yeah. But I bought, you know how to be having different colors and shit? Yeah. They're, they're blazers. That, uh, Ooh, I love blazers. Blazer lows, man. I wanted them joints bad and picked them. You know, they was going through the thing and I was trying to order them too fast. Yeah, I've done that. So I've I, done that. I got, well, matter of fact, I got a pair uh, size 12 men's. Um, that's 10 and a half. Um, no, for men. They're men's size 12. I bought them for oh. Joe, but I accidentally hit two, two of them. That nigga wore a 12? Yes. He got some boat feet. Don't he ain't that, that tall. Don't do that. Yes, he is. He's very tall. And he's and his heart is Stop big. Stop lying. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm talking about mine. Okay. Uh, his heart on. is big. Where that come from? <laughs> he's tall. He's tall. All right, y'all. We thank y'all for joining. Because yeah. <laughs> we, we talk about <laughs> niggas' hearts. Right. His heart is big. <laughs> nah. Um, yeah, he's 12. But I have um, their all great um, 
Air Max. They're really nice. Shout out to Joe, by the way. Hi, Boo. Yeah. Thank you, brother. I love you. For loving sis. Sure. Taking care of her. Sure. Keeping her on her toes. Yeah. And uh, rooting for you. Rooting for y'all. Yep. Hey, Whatever I, that means. I never really liked Air Max. Which ones? None of them. I never, even when they, like. Even the 95s, bro? You tripping. I never liked Air Max. You know what I don't like? I wasn't a big fan of the 90s. I don't like Air Force Ones. I hate them. They're horrible. Yeah, yeah I ain't never like. I would really. Uh, I've never owned a pair. Yeah, no. Them pair, the one. It look like at the, like they smile. They're like orthopedic joints. They look yeah, like they smile. Oh, now like they huge. But back in the day, them joints was just right. But now they're. Nope, I ain't like them back in the day. You ain't like the high top ones with the strap on the back? Fuck no. I love We that. ain't like those here. The orange one? I'm, what? We ain't like we those We started here. the Air Force Ones with the strap on the back. I ain't like that. The orange ones? Remember mm. the orange? The I don't orange? like it. DC loved to say they started something. The only though. thing y'all motherfuckers started was New Balance. We did start Air Force Ones. I promise you we did. I no. promise you. We started sneaker oh, culture in general. You gonna get... We started sneaker culture in general. That's a fact. I, I can... Mm, that's a hard Are one. you wearing sneakers growing up? No. Yeah. No. But you wore your matching with your outfits. No. no. We was doing that... We were we were doing that with nobody would when I would go places and have fly sneakers that match or fly to the shoes that match my outfit. Yeah. People would be like, what's the hell are you doing? Like, how you pronounce them? Sockneys? That was that thing. The Sockneys. Y'all just y'all saw motherfuckers from New York doing it and y'all wanted to do it. We were doing that. They still don't wear sockneys. They still don't wear tigers like we used to wear. Yeah. Remember, Tiger's on the Yep. And Deodoras. Deodoras. Deodoras and Lottos. We was wearing that shit. We wasn't wearing no Deodoras. We were too, bro. Not back in the day. Yes, I had a pair. I had a pair in middle school. You had the cream fila. I had had, had Deodoras. We didn't have Sauconies, though. We had Deodoras. We had filas. The Tigers. We didn't didn't wear the shoes. We wore Asics. New Balance. Yes. Yeah. We did not wear no motherfucking New Balance. We started wearing. We new thought balance. white people wore them joints. We started wearing. What I, we started a sneaker culture in general. Yeah. I believe. Barclays. So we probably should wrap. Yeah. I'm hungry. Me too. Yeah. Kenny. Yes. How you feel about not that nigga? <laughs> Jeez, he's we gotta be specific. He's that guy. No this. Oh. <laughs> How I feel about the podcast and that guy, I love it. Okay. Right. <laughs> Is that fair enough? Perfect. I had a great time. Yeah, we love yeah. being here. The energy was really good. Yeah. I yeah. Like Thank you. Hopefully I, like I shed some light on with some people and people will be brave to share their story yep. and understand that, you know, you ain't gotta be a victim and you ain't gotta stay in that place. It's 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 not easy, but you can climb your way out and Yep. And also, you know, man, understand that, listen, we out here just trying to thrive. We ain't trying to be suffering and be in no relationship no more. Understand this. So know that and act accordingly. Women are not suffering for relationships anymore. Take with that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You hear that? Shit, I heard it. You hear it? I heard it, bro. Yeah, we ain't grandma. All right. Shout yeah. out to grandmas. What was yeah. the... Um, grandmas held it together, though. Don't they did. Know. They did. So no disrespect to grandma. No, no. No, keep that energy. <laughs> keep that energy. Grandma, grandma's with Grandma's hands wasn't shit. No, we're not saying that. Mm-hmm. We're not saying, what we're saying we're not grandma's goals is because there was a place that 
the grandma had to, so we appreciate that. You couldn't even get a credit card in your name as a woman without a husband. You couldn't even get a house by yourself. I miss so those grandma days. Had, you said you miss those days. I'm quite sure you do. So <laughs> shout out to grandma for enduring that because they had to for their kids, but now we don't have to. Again, I agree with you 100%, but there's a level of strength that existed in them in them black women. That, it is. That is that is the foundation for it what is. we for everything that we that we move. It we is a level of strength that needs All to be respected. All the flavor that black women bring. And I'm okay saying that I'm not strong enough to sit. There. <laughs> I'm strong. My level. I listen. I want to be comfortable in life. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. If that means I'm not as strong, I know I'm nowhere near as strong as my grandmother. Miss gotcha. Louise, honey, you met her. Y'all got different types of strengths. Yeah. I, w- I don't I don't want to take away from hers and I don't right. want to take and yeah. we don't we don't have to take away from hers yeah. to appreciate yours. Cause it yeah. really cause y'all y'all dealing with different things, y'all dealing with different exactly. times. Yep. And at the end of the day, y'all made it through. And I think yep. that's the beautiful thing about it. And y'all did it with grace. Y'all did it with love in y'all heart. And, yep. and, and, and if you can make it to the other side with that, I think that's a beautiful thing. Shout out to Louise, too, because you know she loves herself some you. Love her, man. Beautiful. Like she get around. I don't know. She get around like... <laughs> No, man, I don't mean like that. <laughs> like that. <laughs> no, no she get around. She's young. Physically, sturdy. like, yeah. it's like she's. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know enough about keyboard.